Yo, yo, yo. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the show. How are you doing? Oh, appreciate you guys being here. What's going on? Welcome, welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Appreciate you guys being here. Oh. Oh. I am still alive. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. All right, let's kick off a Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it. Let's see what we can find to get into today. Bubba Joe has done all the show prep. He's done all of it, so it's completely up to him today. Because this voice ain't holding up for more than, like, 25 minutes, man. That's that's it, Bubba. I got 20, 25 minutes. That's it. I, I, I did not do all the show prep. Oh, dude, you did the show prep. You said, man. I did not. I I did not prepare any stupid news. So you're just. Oh, out I of did. Luck. I did do the news. Don't worry about that. I got the news. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> I got. The I news. didn't prepare commercials. Uh, I prepared commercials. Okay. I so did. What is it that I did? You did all the show content. Right. I mean, I picked topics. Yeah. Good. Okay. Great. That's excellent. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Let's hit a Talking Trek server sound off, shall we? Uh, you got sacked on 15, kicking us off. Cold Bane on 164. Thank you, Anubis, on 201. Um, let's see. Uh, Eyebrow, 24. Thanks, Crazy on 24. Uh, Iron Chef on 14. Daverick on 21. It's Hunter on 28. Tash on 168. Noon Whistle on 29. What's up, DJs? Hope you're feeling better. A eh, little. A little bit. Bubba Joe said proof of life would be good today. <laughs> That's what we're doing All here. we're hoping for is proof of life. Proof of life. Uh, Officer Soto on 167. Thank you, Uncle Brisket. Uh, what's up on 63, but soon to be 58. Yes, I saw the server merge announcement come out. By the way, I'm actually advocating to delay that. Uh, Baba Joe, you had mentioned it as well. We're, we're working on trying to delay that for you guys, but uh, we'll give you information on that coming up. Uh, Cap Q on 57. Joker on... Uh, <coughs> And server 16, see, already starting there, Bubba Joe. Jace on 44. Already dying. Shinzola on 153. Wolfwood on 49. And the uh, list goes on. 161 additional messages uh, in the Discord. Uh, also, what's up? Shout out. Hello. Over to the Twitch audience. How you guys doing? Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Tiberius is here. Walker. Major Samo. What's up? How did? How long did you end up going last night? Because I couldn't, I couldn't watch the whole thing. But I was there for uh, face reveal number two. Major Samo did a uh, big celebration thing yesterday, Bubba Joe. So kudos to her uh, for finally um, finally revealing. Uh, for me, it was the uh, face behind the fur for her. Uh, what, did, what did you end up calling it, Samo? Because uh, you've got what, – what's the name of your avatar? You, you, met, you were talking about her yesterday, and I don't remember right off the bat what you, had, what you were referring to your avatar as. I can't remember. She's got uh, like a little Samo in like a space suit. Uh, oh, the Samo knot. That's what it is. The Samo knot uh, is her little avatar there. So uh, yeah, went about three and a half hours. Oh, that's cute. You'll get there one day, Samo. <laughs> You'll get to those four and five hour streams. You were so close. <laughs> uh, but congratulations to you. That was obviously a fantastic show. I really enjoyed the uh, the parts of it that I got to watch. And congratulations to you on. Uh, having a really wonderful community to um, to open up your home to. It was actually really, really cool to watch that yesterday. So uh, Samo says, 
uh, well, I caught your cold and was super sick, couldn't talk anymore. I don't know how that works unless it transmits like a nor- like a computer virus. All right, Bubba, I maybe maybe that's what you, you- have is a computer virus you picked up from Scopely. <laughs> maybe, dude, I have been. Well, you were sick. that contagious. I was sick, dude. I've been sick. Yeah. So I, um, what what is today? Sunday, Wednesday. Yes. We did a sh- so Tuesday night. My voice started giving out. Wednesday. Yep. We did a little bit of a show here, but n- like no prep went into it, no news, no commercials, because uh, my voice was done from the beginning, and the show was short. I think we only went like an hour and a half, two hours, uh, and then it was over two. Oh, was it really? Oh, good. Yeah, uh, that's good. Then Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, I just couldn't, guys. I was I was supposed to stream, and I'm really disappointed, Trader. I really wanted to because that was the last day of the Twitch hype challenge. It was the last day, and I just couldn't. I couldn't. You know, we already lost over half of the hype challenge because we were in Los Angeles, and then I lost. Um, then I lost uh, the rest of it. Wait, what? <sighs> yeah, then I lost the rest of it for being sick. So it was just bad. But despite that, I do want to thank you. Uh, thank the community super, super big time for getting us a level five in that. Anyway, that was still super huge. Thank you guys so very, very much for that. Um, it uh, that's cool. The fact that we were able to pull out level five and we were only on the air for like four days during the whole challenge. You guys are the best. Uh, and that level five. Yo, what's up, Nolan? What are you doing, Nolan? Welcome into the chat, man. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Nolan is is somebody in the uh, Twitch streaming community that I've just recently started watching. He's not usually on when we're on super late. I would like to write into him one day. Um, but yeah, what's up, Nolan? Thanks for being here, man. Good to see you. Um, so then, so Thursday, we had to cancel the show. Friday, I finally gave in, all right? I, I knew I was getting sick, Trader. So Friday, I gave in, and I went to urgent care, and I said, dude, I hope I don't have COVID, because it's the week before Thanksgiving. Not only that, Trader, but I was really kind of getting really concerned, because we have the Christmas angel fun thing, November 30th. And if you had, if I had COVID right now, they would not let me go because you got to go. You have to be two weeks, right? Two weeks. So if I had had COVID, I would have had to have missed the Christmas angel celebration. And I would well, have, bad. I would have died. I mean, we couldn't have canceled a trader. Everybody would have still had to have gone and done the thing. I just couldn't be, I couldn't be there because I can't be around the kids. Thank God. I tested negative for COVID Friday morning. And I'm like, good God, what, what is killing me? Maybe it's just a sinus infection. So they were like, do you want us to test you for flu? I'm like, yeah, sure. So the, I, I ended up testing positive for flu B. And then I'm the, <coughs> see, uh, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, it was those dirty, dirty Californians, Bubba Joe. <laughs> That's, I, everybody was talking about how they got sick. Listen, when people went to TwitchCon, they got sick, right? When people went to TwitchCon, everybody that went to TwitchCon came home and got sick. Then I went to Los Angeles with a bunch of players. Was Everybody Switch came home in California. Uh, no, they were in Las Florida. Vegas. It's just traveling oh, in general. Vegas. It's gross. Airplanes are disgusting. All right. The fact they are not. They are. Listen, they are not. I was convinced, Bubba Joe, that I was breathing in other people's exhaust. All right. Which I was. And I got sick. Okay. Everybody who went to TwitchCon got sick. Everybody. And, and by the way, all the players that went to L.A. that weekend and then came home. They got sick. Bearded Waffle, sick. Okay. Uh, Archer, sick. Everybody got sick. 
Okay? Even Beck was fighting a bug. Everybody got sick. So I just con- I was convinced that it was that it was that. Okay? Which means it wasn't an airplane. It could have been the airplane when I got there, like when I was going. Anyway, whatever. Okay, fine. Maybe it wasn't the Everyone airplane. Everyone was on your airplane? No. Like maybe somebody got it from an airplane on the way there and then gave it to the whole group. Either way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I found out where it came from. So I got home Friday. Uh, by the way, this is so terrible. John was on vacation this weekend, Trader. So I still had to work. I'm flu B positive, And I'm like the only one. I was the only manager on duty all weekend. So I still had to go to work. I had to, I masked up just like I had COVID. I freaked out on my coworkers. They're like, you got COVID? No, I just don't want to make you sick. But I have to be here. So I went to, uh, I had to go to work. I worked all weekend. But I was also scheduled to pick up my boys because it's Thanksgiving break. And Oliver was really excited to see his brothers. And But I was also supposed to get Oliver. So I told, I had to call Mrs. DJs. Or ex-Mrs. What are we going to call her now? Ex-Mrs. DJs? Mrs. DJs? She's still, she kept my last name. Is she still Mrs. DJs? Ms. DJs? I don't know what she is. Um, anyway, I had to call her up. The uh, X, the X DJ, Mrs. X. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, I had to call her up and I was like, oh man. And, and you know, I didn't, I was regretting this phone call because typically <laughs> if there is something that can be used, you know, or, or just, just something, if there's something that can be fussed about, it'll be fussed about. Do we know, are we familiar with that? Any single dads out there? All right. If, if there's something to fuss about, it's going to get fussed about. Could we? Yeah. You know, Bubba, that's probably right. Just uh, Oliver's mom. Probably. Yes, probably 100%. Okay. Aaron, you get that. I mean, if, if there's a if there's a thing, if there's something to be fussed out, you guys expect the fussing. Okay. So I'm like, but I mean, I got to tell her. So I'm like, hey, just so you know, I'm I'm feeling a little bit rough. It's getting better. But I tested for flu B and and this is the response I got. Oh, yeah, I meant to tell you, Oliver had flu B last week. Oh, no, really? <laughs> what? Now, listen, I, I told you, but Oliver was sick, and, and I didn't know. I didn't know. I mean, he didn't act like he was sick. She was like, yeah, he wasn't really symptomatic, but he tested for flu, and he's had this really bad cough, which I had recognized the cough. So, but, I mean, I didn't know. He was feeling fine. He wasn't feeling rough or anything. So I'm all loving up on him, and, you know, we're snuggling and doing all the things that me and Oliver usually do. Except he, Baba Joe, gave me flu B, that little cesspool boy. All right, yeah, he got it. He gave me the flu B. So all right. When did it's, you it's, find this out? I found that's what it is. No, no, wasn't from school. Wasn't from school. So he went, (laughs) he went to a birthday party where the little, where one of the brothers of the little birthday boys was actually positive for flu B, but they had the birthday party anyway. And the kid was out there playing anyway. And Oliver went to that birthday party and caught flu B. That really should have been (laughs) communicated to you. What? What? So everybody in their life. Uh-huh. that's not okay because the influenza kills people i know i didn't know all right but yeah no, so no, no. so I'm here's the start you. here's the start to the beginning oliver oliver goes to his friend's birthday party 
who who has flu B, but they have the party anyway. He has he catches he catches flu B. Then he brings it to my house. I didn't know. Gives me flu B. Then I flew to Los Angeles, where I was asymptomatic. Now the good news is probably potentially uh, players that I was around in Los Angeles. The fact that I got sick so late probably means that I didn't have it when I was in Los Angeles. I probably caught it from Oliver when I got back because I didn't get sick until Tuesday, and and I was That's with not Oliver. How that works? How long does it take? What's the incubation period? I thought it was only like 48 hours, 72 hours. But the point is, is that you can be contagious before you feel sick. Well, I started feeling bad. You guys saw it. It literally happened on the show Tuesday night in midstream. I started losing my voice. So it, that's when I, if, if anybody asked when I became symptomatic, it would have been Tuesday night. All right. One to seven days is the incubation period. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, that was me. But it was Oliver and it was uh, Ms. DJ's. And and his filthy little friends, <laughs> the filthy little plague carriers. I'm telling you, man. So yeah, I've had fun. I've been I've been fun uh, trying to trace this back. Putt says I got them all sick. Uh, Waffle, wait, Waffle got sick. He got sick, and he got raided. Now I owe him a pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Waffle. Bearded Waffle got sick. Oh my God. I'm sorry. You have, you have known the source of this infection and continued to blame the innocent airlines. No, I only knew Friday afternoon. I only knew Friday afternoon. But then, like I said, I when when I found out who really was patient zero, I thought this is gonna make a great story. We gotta actually tell this story. Oh. So, yeah, so it wasn't it wasn't plain exhaust this time. This time. All right. I was convinced that it was. Uh, Lieutenant Bennett says, did I contaminate any more M&M jars while you were there? Yes, I did. Um, just one, though. <laughs> probably had to go through and hire a biohazard. I will say. Please. I'm <laughs> yeah, so yeah. sorry. I will say, DJ, to confirm your plane story, like catching getting sick. When COVID first was a thing, like three years ago, my sister was in America and, and flew um, from the Cayman Islands to America and then catch a flight back to New Zealand. And she caught it in her flight. She landed back in New Zealand and, yep, tested positive for COVID. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't so COVID. It, it was does, just it flu. Happen. It does happen. It's just flu this time. <laughs> All right. I say just, not like it's not any less lethal. Uh, so mm. yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. Yes. I was the dirty, uh, dirty plain Petri dish this time is was, was my fault, but it was Oliver's fault. And I never knew. Listen, I notified, I notified Ms. DJs within like two, three hours Friday morning. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oliver, Oliver had flu B last week. He, he went to a birthday party. I took him to a birthday party where the kid was flu B positive. Now, unknown, unknown whether or not she knew before they went. But I don't know. Anyway, so I'm on all kinds of medicines. I took, I had all these big pills. And so then now I've got the boys now. So I had to go get them Tamiflu, preventative Tamiflu. By the way, the Tamiflu, freaking expensive, man. That's a really expensive drug. So wait, Mimi says you started feeling sick Tuesday and informed uh, Ms. DJ's Friday morning. Uh 
Yeah. But, no, I wasn't feeling sick Tuesday. And I really wasn't even feeling sick Wednesday. No, it was once just, you, once just you a sore throat. For the flu. Yeah, it was just a sore throat. I you notified her once, I, once yeah. I tested positive. Because Thursday, yeah. I knew I was actually getting sick. I thought it was just uh, like a you know, sore throat. And, and, and honestly, part of that was it was 80 degrees in L.A. And I came back here and it was 35. Honestly, because I didn't feel bad. Tuesday. I thought it was just, you know, weather stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, Jed Zia, thank you. I am on the mend. I, I told Trader earlier today I'm back to, I'm back to roughly 60, 65%. My voice is still going to give out a lot, but uh, we're going to go with it. I do appreciate uh, you guys all being here, though. Thank you so very much. We've got a lot, uh, a lot of people hanging out with us, Bubba Joe, over 430 people in our live studio audience. So thank you guys for welcoming me back into your homes and into your PCs and into your lives. Uh, when I've been off. Just a couple of announcements real quick uh, before we get into the stupid news. I will... Um, I thought we were already doing the stupid news. That, okay, before we continue the stupid news. Uh, this week, I'm switching the stream schedule around just a tiny little bit. Um, instead of streaming on Tuesday, I will be streaming tomorrow on Monday. Um, that's the only change this week. So we've got uh, the pod today. I'm going to do a Twitch stream on Monday. Uh, nothing on Tuesday. We'll do a pod on Wednesday, and yes, I will do a Thanksgiving stream. I will do a, a Twitch stream on Thursday, Thursday evening. Uh, and then, you know, if we do something Friday or Saturday, that's usually up in the air. Those aren't scheduled. Those are just extras. So Tactical Cream says tomorrow is Monday. Uh, oh, <laughs> Steven Zarin says today is Monday. All right, so fine. In my time, all right, in my time, UST minus five. Uh, we will be doing a stream tomorrow, Monday, instead of Tuesday. Uh, biggest reason for that is um, Mama DJs and, uh, and uh, Grandpa DJs are coming to visit, and we're going to do Thanksgiving on Wednesday. So we're going to do, do our Thanksgiving on Wednesday because Oliver has to go and do Thanksgiving with his uh, with, with Ms. DJs on Thursday. So anyway, whatever that's th that, but that's the only alteration that I'm doing. Oliver is doing Thanksgiving with OM with OM. Is that what we're calling? Is it, we're going to call her OM OM Oliver's mom, Oliver's mom. She'll oh. just be referred to as Oliver's mom. How about baby mama? No, <laughs> baby mama. I've already, I, I've already got a baby mama though. I guess I got, Oliver's I got Lan mom. It's sufficient. <laughs> okay. All right, Oliver's mommy. All right, there you go. So, uh, O's mama. Uh, wait, baby mama is not the right term, says Carissa. Wait, now, see, we we've gonna we're gonna have to talk about this. Like, which which OM is highly efficient? I don't even like how that sounds, though. All right, what? So Carissa says, baby mama is not the right term. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to figure these things out. Miss DJs is inappropriate. I didn't say Miss. I said Ms. Isn't it Ms. Ms. DJs in in that the the proper title for yeah. a divorce, right? Ms. Single, single. It's the proper term for a single. No, Miss, Miss was no. single. I thought anybody who calls me Miss gets a boot in the butt. <laughs> Ms. Ms. All right, so Ms. Omicron says she can't use your name anymore. Yeah, but you guys know she's always been Mrs. DJ's. I've never given you her actual name. And by the way, she has kept my name. Like she still has my last name. She didn't change her last name. So she, you know, which I was surprised about. I thought she would. But, um, but no, the she X. the last name Z. 
Uh, yes. Yeah, she kept it. So, Miz. Yeah, trade. Okay, Miz. Miz. No, Peter Swanson. I I don't care if she keeps the name. I don't care if she isn't it. It's it's Oliver's last name, so she can keep the name. It's fine. This is okay. It's okay. I'm, guys, listen. Things things are things are things are getting better. Okay, things things are fine. Thank you guys all for being very very worried about uh, about this name thing. Um, no, as a matter of fact, we had to have a conversation about that this uh, this past week. I'm full of stories and and I can't talk, but we'll, we'll go with the stories. Bubba Joe, I um I had to have. Have I shared with the community? I may not have. I don't know. I had to have a conversation with my boys, and I've been putting it off. I've been putting it off, Bubba Joe, because, you know, I don't feel like I wanted to do it over over text or over phone or anything like that. I wanted to wait until I was going to be with them. But the last time I was with them was their homecoming formal, and I wasn't going to ruin that. Um, so they came home. Dying. Uh, they came home, and so I, I went ahead and had that conversation because they were invited to Mama and Pawpaw's for Thanksgiving on Thursday to go with Oliver so they could see, you know, Mama and Pawpaw and the cousins and all that stuff. I wasn't invited, all right, which is not surprising, and it's fine, whatever. I wasn't invited, but I wasn't going to let the boys get blindsided. So I had, and I don't know if I've actually shared this with the community or not, but I'm, I am feeling better. After, I think... Trader, after having discussed it with my boys, like speaking it out loud, it actually like, huh, it was like a burden almost off of me. I don't, I don't, I didn't realize that it was burdening me, but like once I was able to talk to my boys, my men about it, then like I started to realize like how not bothered I was by it. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, and that's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing to get to that place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I so I yeah, had to, yeah. I had to uh, tell the boys that that uh, Ms. Ms. DJs um, has a is is involved in a new relationship, and he was going to be there for Thanksgiving. So I I told my I told my boys because they were invited and they wanted to go, but I didn't want to like let them show up mm-hmm. and be like, oh, by the way. <laughs> Here's so and so. So yeah, here's your little heads up. Means that the choice, well, the choice is theirs. If they want to go, they can go. If they exactly, don't go, and that's what I told them. Their choice. I, that's what I. That's what I told them. So yeah. of course they had questions. Now tactical cream. She's already in a relationship. Yes, she's been in a relationship for for a very long time, and uh, and that was part mm-hmm. of. As a matter story. of fact, as a matter of fact, do you guys remember Bubba Joe? Do you remember when I went to Nashville the last time and I told you I called you crying? You, the community might remember. I called Bubba Joe crying from the bathroom floor. Like, I locked myself in a bathroom. I'm in the floor, and I'm bawling my eyes out. Do you guys remember that? That was months ago. When was that, Bubba Joe? That was in August, right? Yeah, it was in August. It was something like that. Yes, yeah. sure. It was because it was my dad's 70th birthday party. So, yeah. uh yeah, Lieutenant Fire says you weren't ready to share. You said you would share when you're ready. That was when I found out. That was when I found out. So um, I had dealt with that, and I held on to that because I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to put that on my boys that early and, and all that stuff. But, I mean, that was really early. So our separation was in June, mm-hmm. and and then I – found out about this relationship in August and, and Bubba knows I found out the well, relationship had already been happening, you know? So anyway, 
Hey, what's up, Connor? Uh, so that's what has kind of been going on, and and this week has just been kind of crazy. So, yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Um, car insurance thing makes more sense now? What? What's the car insurance thing? Becca, I don't know what you're talking about. What car insurance thing? Yeah, the audience listening into this podcast is like, wait, what is this? Is this uh, days of our freaking lives around here? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. Thank As you. As the trek turns. As the trek turns. Yes. Um, so uh, anyway, I uh, I appreciate it, everybody. Oh, I'm just appreciating that I can tune this part of the podcast out and watch my Seahawks. Well, I, it's all for you, Bubba. It's all for you. I'm trying to I'm trying to do that. So, um, you only got to keep talking for another two hours. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be good. We got that. Um. So yeah, I yeah I remember I remember what you're talking about now, Becca. Yeah, yeah. So so Ms. DJs has um has the has, has this new relationship and and he's going to be there on Thursday. And by the way. And, and in my conversation with the boys about this, I was able to say the following things. Um, and, Bubba, you've, a lot of this is going to sound familiar. What, what's great, though, Bubba, honestly, and you were so right, and I love you. I really want you to know that because Bubba has been my rock through this whole thing. Bubba told me at that time, he said, listen, you're going to be angry. And he said, you know, you don't need to talk about this when you're angry. Um, figure out and talk to Fred and, and do things and, and get to a point where, like, it's okay that you feel okay about talking about this stuff. So, uh, and, and honestly, that's what I was just saying a second ago, Trader. So I'm, as I'm telling the boys this, I'm, my hand is kind of forced now. I had to share with my kids because they wanted to go, they wanted to, go to this Thanksgiving dinner so they could see Mama and Papa and see their cousins and all that stuff. And, um, but I, I didn't want them to walk in and be blindsided, right? So... I had to tell the boys about this relationship and, uh, and what surprised me, like I said, a second ago trader was that I was able to do so and feel a breath of fresh air. I was actually able to realize how okay I'm doing this right now. Like how okay I am with things right now. Um, because like I had that conversation and like, I wasn't angry about it. You know, I told the boys, Hey, there's this new guy. He's going to be there. Uh, they ask questions, and I'm like, now listen, you know, they've been seeing each other for a while. They, they are practically living together, and, and that's fine, whatever. Their relationship is now their own. Um, and I am starting to get to the point, Bubba, where I realize, like, kind of what you told me on day one, listen, one of these days you're going to actually realize you were better off. I'm kind of – I'm starting to get there. I mean, there's still rough days, right? But – I am adjusting to the fact that I can yeah. do my thing, that I can do what I want to do, that I can go to Los Angeles on a whim, or I can fly to Nashville, or I can go to Germany, right, Rip? We were talking about that the other day. Like, yeah. I'm going to fly to Germany yep. after the new year it, because I can, you know? And That's what I loved about my trip going to L.A. to meet up with you guys. It was, it was my similar sort of thing. It had been two years after my separation, and it was a nice thing just to get out, do my own thing, have some fun with friends, yeah. and that kind of thing. It, it is. It's, it takes a break. It takes it, a while. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a thing. Like you step know, by step. I um, I have found that I had more money than I thought that I would have had. <laughs> she must have spent a lot of money. <laughs> yes, uh, 100%. I, yeah. I mean, she had a job. She had a good job, right? But somehow, without that income, like I still actually have more money. So I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but I don't know, but, but yeah, no, I find that I've got a little bit of money left over. So I'm able to do a couple of things and, 
and, uh, you know, fly around and stuff. I know it's crazy, right? So, um, it's, uh, it's been good. So as I'm telling this story, the boys were like, well, do you know this guy? And I said, yes, I do. You know, I, we have known him. They went to high school together. Um, and, uh, and I know him, my baseball bet knows him. Yeah. No. Yeah. I know him. <laughs> I, I know of him. Uh, but I mean, here's the thing. He, he mm. actually, yeah, he actually is a good guy. Right, like he's not yeah. he's not a, a drunk or or anything terrible like that. He's he's yes. a good he's a good guy. He's a smart guy. He's educated. Has a great job. Um, he adores Oliver. He treats Oliver very special. Um, you know, he's he's I don't I don't know exactly what his intentions are there, but I know that Oliver freaking loves him to death because he gets him treats and they play games and and all that stuff. So I mean. If if Oliver feels good about it, that's really all that I kind of care about, you know. Um, so if, yeah, if, that's, if, that's if, always been the thing about my boy as well. As long as they're in a safe place mm-hmm. and the people that they that they associate with are in a safe place, at least that gives me comfort. Like for me myself, yeah, it gives me at least some comfort. Despite yes, as hard as it is to see see that happen from my perspective, it's yeah. Yeah. Well, they're in a safe place in the safe environment. That's yeah. the main thing. He's he he likes him and uh, and he's good yeah. to Oliver. And and so, um, you know, and I told all that to the to the big boys, you know, and I just said, hey, listen, he's 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 all right. You know, and if and if this is what is going to be good and 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 I realized that that I was good. Do You guys remember all the uh, the talking with Fred that I had to do about Halloween. You guys knew that I was mm-hmm. like worried yeah. about Halloween. Yeah, that that was a concern there because I knew that there would be another party involved with Halloween. Halloween went well. So, uh I was I was good with that and it just kind of made me realize that like we can coexist. Like we can actually do this, you know, and I don't have to be mm-hmm. angry about it. Um and and no. Bubba yeah. has had a lot to do with that and Traders had a lot to do with that and Fred has had a lot to do with that. So, um it's been really, really good. So anyway, I, I that conversation happened with my boys, and and it just it was a bad timing because I was feeling sick and all that stuff. But anyway, that's that's where I've been, that's where I've been, and so um, I appreciate it. And sorry for those of you who are waiting for Star Trek. We're going to get to it now. Uh, the audience count has continued to rise, it's though. Fine. It's great. Five hundred people in the audience wanted to hear how messed up my life is. Uh, Divine says, <laughs> "How's Fred?" Uh, Fred's great. (laughs) Fred is great. Um, as a matter of fact, Fred and I were talking this past week and he didn't actually realize, I mean, he knew that I was a content creator, but he didn't know what my content was. And this past week I made mention of something about how he's practically become a cast member and that we should have him on one night. (laughs) And, uh, and he said that, that he might be willing to do that, but I had to give him my, uh, I had to give him my, my, my properties, my brand, because he had never watched any of the content. I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if that's a good idea. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if my therapist should be watching my content. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, I did tell him about it. I told him I'd like to invite him on at some point. And he said that he might be willing to do that and be kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, Fred, Tony, Fred is my therapist. I've been seeing Fred since, uh, February when my, um, when my marriage started to hit the rocks and, and all that stuff. So I was, um, I was with Fred. I started meeting with Fred and, and he's been really, really good. 
Uh, Balabom says he does realize you pretend to be a cat. Okay. So that's how this conversation <laughs> came up. All right. So this, that's how the conversation came up, Balabom, because we were talking about like just the stuff that people do on the internet. And, and, uh, and I was like, but you know what? I don't have any room to talk. I don't have any room to talk because like I get on the internet and dress up as a cat and people, people give me money. And he was like, Wait. That, sounds, that sounds dodgy. Yeah, then he was like, he said, wait a second. Like, you never told me you dress up like a cat. I'm like, okay, wait, not like that. Like, you know, then I had to explain. Yeah, so he thought I was, like, <laughs> dressing up in a cat suit. I'm like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. No, so it's an avatar thing. So, yeah, I so I had to explain that. And, and then, you know, there was still, like, a, a little look of concern or something. So I had to write then and there. I had to give him the link. I'm like, just go look. It's just an avatar. It's fine. It's just picturing the guy who dresses like a snake. Yeah, it's just an avatar. Please go check. It's fine. Have I told him about Pauls and Balls? I have told him about PaulsandBalls.com. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on that. It's a development thing. Uh, so anyway, I know. I know. <sighs> Wait, does Fred say I have what? syndrome i don't know he said on my last bill it said that i'm uh <laughs> says that i'm anxious and paranoid <laughs> and uh <laughs> and paranoid and uh struggling to control my reality due to distress with a spouse that's the diagnostic code how many people have like get their diet how many people are interested in reading their diagnostic codes when you go to the when you go to therapy or something like that has anybody done that because is, it, is it just me? Like I look, no. I look at the diagnostic codes on my super bill. All right, and <laughs> because I got to turn them into insurance, so Putz is like, nope, big old bag of nope. I don't do that. I read, uh, I read my my diagnostic codes, and that's what it is. Um, <laughs> short says, is it better or worse if it just says he's broken? Um, so, oh. yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm paranoid. And I am struggling to control my reality due to distress with a spouse. Those are my four codes that he puts on my things. So <laughs> I have a few more. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all the coughing. Um, you have a few more, but uh, Rip, is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. And we've all got a couple. Uh, demolition dude says, so basically you're an average man. Yeah, probably. I kind of feel like that. Um, so <laughs> does Fred change his rates based off diagnosis? If not, don't bother caring. Uh, no, no, I pay him by the hour, uh, pay him by the hour. But, uh, <laughs> so anyway, all right. Anyway, how long has it been? We should get into, oh my God, 35 minutes. Sorry guys. Uh, you want to get into the stupid news? All right, cool. Let's do the stupid news. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, live from all across the world, we're going to 30, 50, 50, what? Actually, minutes. there's no, there's actually Showtime. news that has been very stupid. Showtime week. has you started. No, you no, no. Started the server sound, you started the server sound off uh -uh. when I had three hours and 36 minutes left on this scrap. I now have two hours and 46 minutes. You got helps, Bubba Joe, because I'm looking at the show timer. And the show timer says 36 minutes and 44 seconds. Okay. That is correct. Thank you. 
Thank you. All right, it's time for the stupid news. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get Bubba Joe more actively involved in the show. Live from all across the world, it's time for your stupid news headlines. Stupid, stupid news. 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 All right, let's see. What do we got in the news? New animated film, uh, Trolls Band Together. If you guys heard of this one, uh, the Trolls Band Together uh, just went out into theaters this past weekend. It is now open in theaters and features the voices of some of Hollywood's most well-liked, uh, talented, and respected actors, and also Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> you. Why is that funny? Yeah, so here's the thing. Me personally, I was also really behind on this. Apparently, Justin Timberlake is like the new the new bad boy of Hollywood. Like everybody's mad at him right now. No. Do you so you guys haven't heard about this? I have kind of avoided this news because it's very polarizing. So here, I'll just tell you, this is not a joke. Britney Spears released her new book, right? Britney Spears released a new book. Everybody know about that? Everybody knows that Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were a thing back in the day, right? Yep. Britney Spears claims that Justin Timberlake uh, forced her to get an abortion when they were together. And she didn't want that. And, like, so she details this whole thing in her memoir. And so now, like, Justin Timberlake is, like, just evil, man. Like, everybody's so mad at him uh, over in Hollywood because Britney says that he forced her to uh to terminate a pregnancy this is this is a couple of weeks old so yeah brisket he's gonna be laying low for a while but he already had this movie in development so that's that's why i kind of I, I joked about it like you know being respected and well liked uh because he i know man justin timberlake was one of the golden boys of hollywood and like how easy it is to just flip that around now like he is a pariah which is crazy I know it's crazy. So Putt says, I wonder if Disney had a part in that. They were still in the Mickey Mouse Club when it happened. Really? So they were teenagers. That happened when they were in the Mickey Mouse Club? Oh, my God. The plot thickens. See, I haven't read the book. I just knew about the allegations. So anyway, that's what it is, Bubba Joe. That's what it is. And, and I've tried really not to get into it because Justin Timberlake's a very popular, well-liked guy, but like he is a pariah now. And and Britney, you know, who know who knows if it's like, listen, who knows if it was actually even real? I mean, I'm not I, see, this is why I don't bring it up, Bubba Joe. You can't not take an allegation seriously, but it's just an allegation, right? Like so who knows? It's just he said, she said at this point, and, and everybody's very, very mad. And this is why I don't I don't like to talk about it. That's why I never brought it up, because very dangerous territory. Very da dangerous, dangerous, dangerous territory. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, there you go. So, see, I should I should have not read that, that joke. <laughs> um, but I did have a follow-up. I know, I didn't mean to crazy, but I do have a, I have a follow-up on it. Uh, I was going to say, of course, community, you don't actually have to go to the movie theater to see Trolls if you really wanted to. All you have to do is log into STFC's official Discord. <laughs> 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 Boom! All right. 
Uh, in other Star Trek Fleet Command related news, Emperor Echo came out this week and promised a comp chest coming this week for the large number of issues that we've had this month with the launch of the Ark and G6. Players aren't actually expecting that much, Bubba Joe. Um, but uh, one can hope that Dolly Parton might be involved in determining the chest size. Yeah! <laughs> Is the chest going to be working 9 to 5? Uh, I was talking about the album. She, Dolly Parton just put out a new album, and it's over two hours long. That's obviously all I was talking about. It's impressively large. All right. Obviously, clearly what I was referring to. I have to credit a community member. You know, a lot of people send me stupid news, Bubba Joe. This is probably one of the best ones I've ever gotten. Thank you, Tycon. Got you, buddy. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey are reportedly having their parents meet uh, this coming Monday night's uh, Eagles versus Chiefs game. Yes. So Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift are introducing their parents at this Monday night's NFL football game. These updates, Bubba Joe, are absolutely getting ridiculously annoying, but it could be worse. It could be worse. What if I told you that Hollywood is producing yet another Meet the Parents sequel? <laughs> I ain't confirming nothing. I'm just saying it could be happening. OnlyFans model Danny Banks says she was thrown out of the Raiders Jets game after flashing the audience this past week, Bubba Joe. But the game was in Vegas. So I'm not sure what she did is not possibly the least offensive thing that you would see there on most average days. Um, there is no doubt, though. There's no doubt that it's uncalled for. I agree. However, if you actually watched the Raiders-Jets game, then you'd understand that what she was doing was probably actually way more entertaining for the fans anyway. So, <laughs> Me personally... I want to say thank you, Danny Banks, for making it somewhat interesting. Appreciate that. Uh, the new Florida venue for Tiger Woods and Rory McElroy's Golf League. Bubba Joe suffered a partial roof collapse during a power outage this past week. This is actually incredible because the roof collapsed faster than the Golf League is going to end up collapsing. Like <laughs> Everybody thought it was going to be the other way around, but it was actually the roof that fired first. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, finally, uh, this is what I've got. Uh, Aldi, the Aldi grocery stain, uh, uh, grocery chain. You guys know Aldi? There's not one in my area, but I have shopped at Aldi before. I am aware of Aldi. Yeah, like I've shopped at Aldi before. You got to put like a quarter in then to get a shopping cart it out is, or something. It is German. Is it yes. really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, get this. All right. Aldi is opening the United Kingdom's first ever bottomless pigs in a blanket restaurant this coming spring and and you know you know things are bad when americans americans are jealous that their hometown doesn't have one all right i'm just saying that is bad news for the uk if the americans want it the uk doesn't Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, it is truly the ultimate experience for pig-in-a-blanket enthusiasts, which is a much nicer way of saying people who make questionable life choices. Yeah! <laughs> oh, my God, Bubba, this news keeps going. Why? why? Jerry O'Connor. like you've never had a pig-in-a-blanket. <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going. Why, why is there so much news? Uh, Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romjan say that they have no interest in reading John Stamos's memoir. 
uh, which means these two finally have something uh, in common with the general public. Yeah. <laughs> um, during an interview, Romaine. Oh wait, it's Romaine. Is it Romaine? It's spelled R O M J I N. That's Romaine. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Rebecca Romaine. Actually, that name sounds a lot more familiar now. Now I know who that is. <laughs> Robjin. Ram Ramjin. I'm reading it like an American. All right, anyway, uh, during an interview, Jerry O'Connell referred to Stamos' admission that he felt emasculated during his time with Rebecca Romaine. O'Connell got a good laugh at that and was like, yeah, John, <laughs> it's called marriage. All right. Yeah! All right. Oh, God, that was the news that just never stopped, Baba Joe. It just kept on <laughs> and kept on and kept on. Ladies and gentlemen, live from all across it the world. What? It doesn't top the stupid news that happened in tech on the weekend, though. The stupid news that happened in <laughs> tech? Do you yeah. have a stupid news story for us? Uh, Give us one! Okay, so many people probably have heard of OpenAI. Yes. ChatGPT. Oh, yeah. So didn't... on Friday, yeah, on yeah, Friday yeah. the OpenAI board fired their CEO yeah. with the reasoning he was not consistently candid in his communications. On a Saturday, they were meeting with him, trying to get him back. And there was a deadline of if they don't, if the entire board doesn't resign until 5 p.m., the negotiations are over. Oh, with snap. threats of basically every important staffer at OpenAI to quit by that deadline as well. Yeah, so... Apparently, but... they are now negotiating again today for the last and final time. But the president also quit. Yeah, the president quit. Sam Altman was fired. Yeah, so the president was... Lost, uh, most hey. of their key researchers. So yay. So what? what tell me. Tell me what's actually going on. Then what does that mean? Like, uh, what is OpenAI? Are they the ones? It's, an, it's kind of the leading AI company. Oh, uh, they write ChatGPT. Yes. So what happens if if they don't get this thing together? Are they just going out of it? Are they out of business? Most likely, Sam Altman, the ex-CEO, then will just take the most important staffers from OpenAI and create a new company. I kind of And then OpenAI dies. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go, OpenAI. Wait a minute. It's quite Wouldn't funny. On Friday, you fire your CEO because not consistently candid in his communications, and the next day be like, actually, we kind of want you back. <laughs> Let's talk. I am kind of curious what, what actually was going on with that, so... <laughs> Uh, Spectre so says Mi struggles. Microsoft loses what? billions and billions of dollars if OpenAI dies. Really? Does Microsoft use OpenAI? Mm. They have an agreement. Isn't this but the yeah, part this where is, the AI takes kind of over secretly? Yeah, wait, yeah, Karkin's onto something here. What if the AI says no? Like the AI has maneuvered everything in this. He's got the president <laughs> to quit. The thing now, now he's just secretly taking over with a pre-named human oh avatar. He's taking over. What if that's real? Ripper, what if the AI has orchestrated this whole thing? Imagine. Oh, my God! He, he probably used uh, the AI to uh, write the communications, and that's why the communications were so bad. <laughs> that's hilarious. I love it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're still not done with the... Uh, we're still not done with the stupid news an hour into the show. Bubba Joe, uh, what do you got for us in the world of sports? <laughs> Oh, man. Cleveland Browns have lost franchise quarterback to Sean Watson for the rest of the 2023 season after he suffered a serious shoulder injury. Did you hear about this, DJ? I did not. 
Oh, okay. Nothing. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> been this dead in bed for the is... last week. <laughs> unfortunately, this isn't the type of shoulder damage that can be simply massaged out. <laughs> I get it. I get that one. I get that one. That's nice. All right. The Browns will not have Deshaun for the rest of this year, even though they are going to continue to pay them. They're stupid. <laughs> Which means their quarterback stats should improve dramatically. Ah, there you go. Yes. Very good. Very good. They did today because they beat the Steelers. Oh, good. That's good. All right. There you go. Foosball. Bubba Joe, you got anything else for us? I do. In the world of baseball, the owner of the Oakland Athletics met with the protesting fans who want the team to stay in the Bay Area. After the meeting with three guys, he asked them where they were during the season because they really could have used their support. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Thank you, Bubba Joe. And that's sports. All right. Oh, Bubba Joe. What's up, man? Um, Actually, it's been really cool just to kind of hang out with you guys for a little bit. Uh, it's been over a week since we've done any kind of content. So it was nice to just kind of come in and chat with you guys a little bit. I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you waiting for the Star Trek Fleet Command content, we are now 51 minutes in. So you can just put a little timestamp on that, uh, that we actually begin the podcast at 51 minutes. Uh, welcome in, everybody. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Appreciate you guys uh, for being here. Uh, thank you so very, very much. So, Bubba Joe, listen, I've missed so much this week. I I do know, and I've been trying to, I've been trying, I see, yes, it was Rebecca Romaine. Sorry, I didn't read the name right. Catch up. Type faster. <laughs> anyway, um, Bubba Joe, despite the fact that I was on my deathbed, okay, despite the fact that I was on my deathbed this past week, I did try to keep up with my meetings and try to keep up with with the things happening in the community, uh, you will be pleased to know that I officially escalated uh, finally. And by the way, this wasn't on, on the top of my priority list because I felt like there was a lot of other stuff going on about Joe, but I did finally escalate the Venom spike research, not applying to all ships. I did escalate that this week. So I'm going to try to get that. I'm going to try to follow up on that and, and get that taken care of for you guys. Uh, I also had many, many conversations lots of conversations about um the um the auction that we got going on right now now let me just tell you what i know okay uh i'll tell you what i know i'll tell you the conversations that we had because you know i even saw this from medic a little bit ago uh oh boy can't wait to can't wait to hear djs tell us how everything is better now how it's supposed to be not quite medic but it is better than what it was All right. Cruzito says Venom Spike was a high priority. No, I didn't think it was a high priority. That's why I, that's why I didn't like it. I didn't think it was a high priority. So I kind of shifted it down and I just now escalated that ticket this week because I haven't been fighting that up to this point because I didn't think it was a high priority. I mean, I I will try to get it fixed. Okay. Because obviously we'd like for it to be fixed, but I don't think it was a massive thing. Okay. Um, That being said, one thing that you guys were absolutely going crazy about were the points reductions. Now, I was in the doghouse last week, Bubba Joe. A lot of people came at me, said it sounds an awful lot like you're trying to defend what they're doing, and and it wasn't about that. 
It was all, everything that I shared with you was what they were doing. You guys maybe forget, maybe I get too emotional on this show sometimes. You guys forget that I used to just explain things. I used to be that objective bridge. I would communicate with you guys what they were doing, whether you liked it or not. It wasn't, and sometimes I would say it was good. Sometimes I would say it was bad. In this particular case, I didn't say anything good or bad. As a matter of fact, I said, you guys are, are right in the way you feel, but let's be careful. Let's communicate properly. What are the real problems? It's not just the points were devalued. Uh, and by the way, I still fundamentally disagree with the verbiage of a nerf. All right. Because the materials do the same thing that they always have. Okay. They do the same thing that they always have. What they did was just change the scoring in an event. The problem with that was the way that they did it. If we're just trying to recap here a little bit, the problem that they did it was that they were wanting you guys, no, the materials were not devalued, guys. Okay? We've got to be, let's be fair. The materials were not devalued. What changed was how much weight they carry in the auctions. Okay? And, and that doesn't devalue the materials. Your materials can still go and buy whatever they are going to buy, okay? They're still going to go do the research. They're still going to do the, the, the ship part and the buildings and all that stuff, okay? They're going to do that. But they change the priority of those with the purposes of sourcing your officers, all right? So you got two different issues going on here. They didn't nerf or devalue uh, materials. Okay, but they certainly change the priority of those materials when it comes to the auction, right? So the value that they carry in the auction has gone down if you are working with your previous generation of materials. Now, the reason that I say previous generation, G3 got lowered, right? True. G4 got lowered. Yes, true. Okay. And, and no, medic, that's not semantics. All right, that's not, well, yeah, they devalued their effectiveness in material spend events. That's not the same as they nerfed my materials, okay? But Iron Chef is right. They also took those G3 and G4 milestones and the G5 milestones and, and re-examined the, the points weight as it compared to the milestone, which is why they told me that they weren't going to change it this month. And I told you guys, they weren't going to change it this month because it was a very complicated, uh, very complicated mathematical equation because it wasn't just one-sided. They, if they change the points, then they're going to have to change the milestones as well. All right? However, Medic, I never said the 33 to 34 milestones were going to be adjusted. As a matter of fact, I told you exactly why they weren't going to be adjusted because right now are what they are supposed to be. All right. You did not have the correct milestones in the previous months, but whatever, it doesn't matter. This is what it's going to be. Okay. These, that, that amount of effort. Now, fortunately, we did continue to kind of ring that bell. Okay. We did kind of continue to ring that bell. We continue to have those conversations. I do want to shout out this month's arc runner who spent a great deal of time chatting with me about it and trying to come up with, with ways that we could potentially uh, fix this in ways that we could potentially um, minimize the amount of work so that we could do something sooner, okay? So here's what we were able to come up with. Right now, 
a not as drastic increase of the G3 and G4 parts uh, weight. All right. The milestones did not change, um, but they will. That will probably be a, a future month thing, probably next month or maybe even the month after, because they had actually worked on this math for quite some time. And, you know, this is part of my frustration is that, you know, when it actually went live, like, why did we not realize that Ops 42 can't spend Epic? You know what I'm saying? Like, why did we not realize that that an Ops 49 can't spend G5 Uncommon, right? So I'm not exactly sure why it took so long to come back around to that. But the good news is they're willing to talk to us about it. And they took some changes this month. They're going to continue making these changes. Now, what we're going to expect to see, um, what we're going to expect to see are the following, all right? One, uh, we got the adjusted weight for the G3 and G4 points. It is a slight recovery. It's not great, okay? It's not great. Well, it, it's good. It's good. It's not perfect, okay? They can't, they can't fix everything with just that. Okay. Omicron says it's terrible. What's better than it was last week, dude. <laughs> it's better than it was last week. All right. Um, and for the record, it's not going back. Oh yeah. Omicron. It is less terrible than it was last week. There's no argument. Yeah, That's that. the definition of less terrible. Yeah. That it doesn't make it any more like, sorry. All right. However, when we were discussing a points reversion, just going back, I was told that absolutely wasn't going to happen. And, and so if that is being told to me, then my job becomes more complicated, right? As your liaison, as your representative to the community, my job then becomes, all right, if this is the mandate, if this is the mandate that, that they are giving, then how do I work within it? Right, Bubba Joe? Like, we've talked about this many, many times. If they give me parameters for something, these are our hard lines. Now, you got to work inside the lines. Well, then, okay, I got to work inside the lines, all right? So <clears throat> the, um, the points are not going to be reverted back to what they were before this month, okay? Um, so now I am working with them to try to come up with a mathematical balance. They increase the points weight on G3 and G4, which I do appreciate. I also have been making very, very meaningful um, I don't even want to say negotiations, but discussions with them about what these milestones should be. To the point even, Bubba, you remember how we were talking last week and we said, well, everybody has one event, which is why the point scoring all has to be the same, right? Like at G3 for a G3 player can't be weighted more than it is for a G5 player because it's the same event. So the scoring mechanics have to be the same. We all agree on that? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Um, so one of the things that we had talked about was that even though it's never been done, we did also discuss about finally actually breaking out these events so that new, um, the generations could actually be scaled in a proper way. Okay. So yeah, not the milestones guys, but the scoring metrics, like a G3 material equals 60 points, for example. So we had talked about actually breaking this out, which, by the way, is more work. It's a lot more work, okay? But we are, we are working 
on maybe possibly finding a way in which that works. All right. Another thing that I can uh, tell you that will happen next month is that 60 plus will be broken out of the G5 brackets. I will believe it when it happens. I was really, really shocked that it didn't happen this month, to be honest with you, Bubba Joe. Um, Their reasoning was they didn't know how many people were going to jump into G6. And the same reason that G5, uh, same reason that G5 has um, been a, a big bracket for a long time is because of population, is what they say. Okay. So they didn't want to launch an auction where there were only three or four players that were in G6 on a server. All right. Um, and I get that. Bubba Joe, what do the WTF numbers say about 60-plus right now? How many are there? Does anybody well, actually count? I have count? not looked, but my guess is it's north of 500. Now, if we've got 100 servers, well, let's we not, only have 100 servers? Uh, 100 servers that are, that are ascended to G6. Probably a little less, actually. But, I mean, that's still only five to seven players, which is actually why I'm a little bit worried, Bubba Joe. I'm a little worried that that isn't going to happen. What are they going to do? Do an auction for like a top one through three? Like, let's talk about that for a second for G6 players. I get why G5. All G6 and have all G6 in the universe compete like a cross server, multi, multi, multi cross server. <sighs> that's not going to make people happy either. I, I Here's the thing. I, I genuinely feel like there is kind of a no-win scenario for Scopely in this regard. So I would like to take a couple of minutes and talk about it uh, just for a minute. What is the proper solution here? Because if you've got four or five players per server that are playing there, then it's hard to give them their own solo leaderboard bracket. On the other hand, if you have G5s, going up against G6, where the point differential is as large as it is. Because let, let's look at, at what it is. Guys, it's, it's huge. Um, I'm pulling up the uh, auction scoring now, Bubba Joe. So uh, here we go. So materials. If I've got a G5 uncommon at 100 points, and even a G5 rare at 400 points, is that appropriate? given the economy scale of reduction. And by the way, this is important for us to discuss, Bubba Joe, because I have been kind of sitting out, so I don't know, all right? But is this scale of reduction appropriate? Are your materials reduced in economy uh, needs by 1,500%? Because that's the scoring multiplier you've got is 15x. I I can't really answer that, DJ, because I, know. I haven't spent anything but G6 this auction. Well, okay. So let me let me rephrase. To do a building, how many G6 materials are we talking? Like one building? Uh, one building anywhere for, uh, after all the reductions, anywhere from two to 6,000 at up 62. Okay. So that right there proves my point. The volume of materials that G6 needs are not vastly lower. Well, that's hard to say. They kind of are, aren't they? For buildings. I don't think it's 15 times, though. 
The problem is this. G5 can't compete with G6. Okay? Correct. You, you can't. All right? Uh, it's always been that mega whale kind of conversation. Like, in auction, this is why I don't like to count on auctions, guys. I have never liked to count on leaderboards because you're always going to be outspent in some form or fashion. All right? There's very few leaderboards that are truly grind, that are truly engagement. Most This is a spender's leaderboard. Always has been, always will be. So it's tough for, for G5 to feel good, right? It's tough for G5 to feel good about going up against someone like Bubba Joe. All right? If Bubba Joe, let's say he's going to spend 5000 5,000, is that an average number, Bubba? You want to go 4,000? You, you tell me. Just give me a number. So, well, so the average building at 61 was 2,000. Okay. And the average building at 62 was like five. So let's go 4,000 just in case somebody did like a big push. All right. For materials. Materials. No, guys, materials. So 4,000 materials, but on a G6 uncommon scaling, that is 6 million points in and of itself. Okay, now you take the milestone out of it, Bubba, because I'm sure your milestone is pretty big, right? What is your milestone? 40 million, well, 50 million. Uh, my milestone was 34.6 million. Okay, fair enough. So that's a pretty good size milestone. My milestone's only 18, so he's almost double mine, and I'm 56. So six million points comes from one building. Now, if we divide that down by the number of G5 uncommon. Guys, tell me what buildings actually cost 60,000 uncommon materials. Now, granted, they're, they're more than 5,000, admittedly. Okay? I did a building today, I think, that was 24,000 uncommon. All right? My point well, is... Well, who do you want to compare against? Are you just taking kind of a middle-of-the-ground 50, or are you looking at someone who's in that 58 range? Well... We could. I mean, it doesn't matter. It, 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 I'm 56, and I'm having to compete with you, Bubba. All right? I understand a, that. A 58 would have to compete with you as well. All right? Um, <clears throat> my point is, is that the points weight in this, I believe, is still too heavy if you're wanting it to be equal to G6. All right? Um, for example, let me show you this screenshot courtesy of Canine Tooth. Canine Tooth has 400 million points, and he has done it all with G6. And he even says that hasn't been an absolute ton. Like, he's spent, okay, but he's like, it really, it looks bigger than what it is. Short says, wow, I'm an Ops 54, and now I got to compete with that. That's the point. They have missed the mark when it comes to this point scaling, even in G5, much less G3 and G4. Now, G3 and G4 don't compete with G5. The problem we're specifically talking about here is the fact that G5 and G6 are in the same bracket. There is no competition. Okay? There is no competition. Look here. Look at this one now. Thiep, 716 million points. Okay? 716 million points, 115's in second place. That is right here, making Ops 53 in the same bracket as this new Ops 65. 
Okay. Now, Andrews brings up a good point. Op 60 haven't felt good about auctions for a long time because there's not been the potential to score. He says, I don't really feel bad for Ops 59. However, for Ops 58 and down, it probably really blows. And you know what? We've talked about that before, Bubba Joe. There is always the, the first grader on the playground problem, right? Everybody is going to be at the bottom of a bracket at some point or another. If you go into G5, if you're going into G4, even down in G3s, you know, you, you go from Ops 34 where you're the big dog. Go to Ops 35, you're the small dog again. You know what I'm saying? Go to 37, you're the small dog again. So it's, it's really, there's always going to be a little kid on the playground. There's always going to be the first graders out there that the fifth graders are going to pick on. That's always going to happen. But this one is a really, really big one. So G5 and G6, they claim, will be separated next month. I am kind of in Bubba Joe's corner. I don't know if they actually can. So what's the solution, Bubba? Sure they can. And and do what? Give you guys a, a top three solo leaderboard? No, top 15. That it will never happen. Sure it will, because they don't want to code the one a different number of slots. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but I mean, dude, you realize that if you if you have a leaderboard that deep. I could spend one material and place. Yep. And you know what that's called? That's called, thank you for helping us make our numbers in November. Okay. That's fair. That's called whale perks. It's called winning. Anders. Are there servers that have that right now? Like server, whatever, whatever. I don't know. That are just so low pop that in certain brackets, they just have access to whatever isn't that still a thing well maybe so i i don't necessarily disagree actually the chat says that they they actually really like that idea uh anders agrees with that cruzito says they could do that right now um so but but now let me ask the fact that we're all good with it which is great i mean i'm not going to say take the rewards down but Bubba, i mean do you actually think they're going to do that they're not going to yes, do that. because that's what they did when they finally split off G5 from G4. Is you'd have servers that would have four players that were in G5, and the auction would have four players on it. Now, it lasts for a month or two months, and then, you know, more and more players get in there, and then it gets to be a competitive leaderboard again. But that's how it's always been. Yeah. Well, Doesn't that actually drive more people forward? If yes. they're here and like, oh, you're just making that leaderboard with no effort. Oh, I'll get up there too. And then yes. everybody gets up there and suddenly it's like, oh, the room's full again. Okay. Well, then that's that's what we got to take back to them, Bubba, because and and I, they say two, they're going to do that, that, that but I'm packs. worried. I'm worried about that. That does sell packs exactly for the reason that Karkin said is that people are like, oh, well, I'm only X number of packs from being able to be in that leaderboard and that I can kind of cruise in for a while and hang out at 60 or 61 or wherever that threshold is. Okay. So. All right. I'm good with that's, that. Uh, uh, that's, that's great. I, I would struggle. And uh, that's not the right word. I have doubts as to whether or not Scopely is going to be like full on board with that, but I hope, well, I hope I that don't they think do. It's going to happen next month. I think it's not going to be something we see until the new year. Okay. Why specific reason or. Because it's going, because they didn't, because there were more people 
that were into G5 faster when G5 yeah. launched within that first month yeah. than there are people into G6 right now. And it still took them a couple of months to start that new bracket. And that made life miserable for all the G4s for a bunch of months. Yeah. And eventually they decided to do something about it. So I don't think it's going to happen next month, regardless of whoever has indicated that it is. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be next year. I would love for it to be next month. I would love for it to be January, but I, you know, I'm not going to hold my breath for that, which is going to well, make... maybe the one lesson they learned from last time was do it quicker. Well, maybe they did. They did indicate to me that that was going to happen next month, but I kind of felt like the numbers didn't support it, but I hope that they, I hope that they follow through with that. Um, so, so that's going to come. Um, Regarding the the points, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, regarding the points with the solo milestones, we have made a very very good case, and I see the chat is still hung up on this, but I, I did want to kind of bring that information and kind of share that information forward for the G fives a little bit. Um, that being said, regarding the solo milestone, yes, this change made it more completable, uh, especially because they didn't change the actual milestones. So you got to remember, your milestones are still the reduced version. As compared to, um, as compared to what they were last month, but the points did get a small boost, and I do say small. I don't mean that it's good enough yet. I still think there's more work to be done there, Bubba Joe. But I think it was a good gesture and it was a good move uh, in the right direction for this week, because, like I said, there is a significant more amount of work that needs to be done in order for. Um, in order for the proper milestones to be to be floated out there uh, and in the right way, all right. As far as the math that they want to go with, there was something else. I'm trying to think of Bubba Joe that they were talking to me about <sighs> regarding this materials thing. Oh, oh, oh! So I well, remember. I'm still of the mind. Go, go ahead. I'm still of the mind that nothing really changed. Like they changed both sides of the equation uh, for the uncommon to be, you know. Well, here's, here's the thing. If you're a G4 player, and you're right, you're right. If you're a G4 player spending G4, then you're right, Karkin, it didn't change. Here's where everybody got very, very fussy, Bubba Joe. Everybody got it very, very, uh, almost, not quite, Karkin. Uh, let's say you're a G4 player that gets rare materials in your packs, but you're not able to spend the rares yet. That was a problem for some G4 players. Okay, because the points for rare and even epic materials were counted into your your equation, but you may not have the ability to spend them. So that was a problem. Okay, the other problem was one that I do have a little bit, a little bit less sympathy for, but a lot of people out there, Cruzito is agreeing with me. If you are spending backwards generation, you should get less points. I don't necessarily disagree with that. Scopely did come out and say, hey, listen, we want to further incentivize current generational spends. So, for example, I should be getting most points for G5 and less points for G4 and G3. Just like a G4 player should be getting less points for G3. And they are. The only problem that G4 had, and this is why I was saying, you guys were really misunderstanding the problem. The problem that G3 had doesn't really exist. A little bit, but not really. G4 had the problem of not being able to spend 
everything that came in their packs. They couldn't, right? They couldn't spend the rares. They can't spend the epics. They literally couldn't spend enough uncommon to make up for the point weight differential. Okay, so that was the problem with but G4. The, the requirements dropped the same for the uncommon. Like, Well, no. The, so if you weren't able to spend the rare or epic anyway, then you were relying on the uncommon. So all your points valuation was that, which was the thing that changed. Right, but the milestones didn't reduce low enough to just take into account the uncommon. They, they still... I thought they were both changed about 3.3. Not quite. Like, not quite. Not for all brackets. Now, what's your ops level, Karkin? 42. Do you look look in your building pack? Do you have rare or epic materials? You probably do. You have rare materials. Oh, I'm not worried about packs. I would, <laughs> what? I'm just talking about with, with what I've saved. Like I'm not. No, that, listen, that that doesn't matter at all. What I'm able to spend. Your milestone. I, like, is, I do not believe at 42 you get rare materials in the pack. So that's why Karkin feels good about this. If he doesn't get rares, then his point reduction would have been equilateral. At 43, at 44, this is the problem. DJ, DJ, at 42, I've been looking at the uh, station packs. We get rare G4 and epic G4. Wow. Okay, so that's that's new. Well, that's the problem. The points, the amount that it took me to finish my event, which changed pretty much to match what the drop was, like my new number is about 3.3 off. Like if I were to do, if we were to do it before, what we were, what was the last? I mean, chances chances are like now maybe not million, today, maybe million. not today, Karkin. But last weekend, last weekend, you would have had to have spent a significantly higher amount of uncommons than you would have the month before, because the milestones are based off of the contents of your pack. Okay, the milestone, your point objectives, are based on this new weighted point total multiplied by what comes in a pack. So if but those numbers were the same last time, like what the requirement wasn't, weren't they still based off of what was in the pack last? They were, but because they changed Karkin, the point value for uncommon, for example, all right, to be weighted so much less than what the rare, listen, used to be for G4, it was a hundred for uncommon and 150 for rare, right? Yes. Okay. So the total milestone was in and around. What was the total milestone last for the heroic milestone for my option? It was like 24, 25 million. And now it's 7.2. No, it was 14.8, I do believe. 14.8. No, it was up in the 20s. That was for the the step eight, but we are going back to the the fourth fourth step. step. Yeah, you also have to look at a fourth step here, Cargan. We're looking at half of an epic unlock, so not a full epic unlock. And see, that's another thing that admittedly the community is getting a little bit uh, tipsy-turvy on, Bubba Joe, because they're also comparing, you know, quarter milestones to half milestones to full milestones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Long story short, Cargan, you still are spending more on commons this time because of the reduction in their point value. Now, for you, it might not have been as bad. Maybe you're not getting a bunch of rares in your packs, but it still equals more uncommon. Now, that being said, there's still more work to be done on this, and they're willing to do that with me, and I appreciate that. This 
Even though they told me it wasn't going to change this month, we continued to push. We continued to push, push, push. And they at least came out here and, and doubled the points on the G3 and doubled the points on the G4. It's still not quite good enough, but it is a Band-Aid. It's a step in the right direction. Okay? So, but there is their strategy or their push here, Bubba Joe, in which I did claim to you the first weekend we saw was that they are wanting to push current generational spend. They want you to to get more weight actually progressing at your tier versus going back and doing old pointless stuff, all right? See, Lady Unaleska says that this is kind of the thing. For me to finish this right now, I have to spend materials on garbage. That's actually what they're trying to de-incentivize for you. They're wanting you to spend the materials far less of those materials on your current generation. Well, but I think what Unaleska is saying is that a majority of the research through the G4 tree is garbage. And so they're forcing... Is it garbage for a G4 player? No, it it was garbage. It was garbage when it was introduced, and it's been only devalued since then. Well, which, which tree are you talking about? Galaxy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. All right, that, that was a bad tree. It's no, a bad no. tree. All of them. The G4 research they introduced was largely garbage when it was introduced. And anything that's had any additional research added onto it makes that research even, even worse. less valuable. You know, I, I I think I remember us talking about this, Bubba Joe. My The reason that I, I didn't think that right off the bat is because that's how I was doing my auctions. That's how I've been doing all my heroic milestones is dumping old, worthless G4 materials into old, worthless researches. That's what I was doing. That's what everybody's been doing. And Scopely recognized that. They recognized it. They said, we don't want huge stockpiles to be a a player in these auctions when we're talking about going back and picking up on garbage stuff. Okay. Yes, Max and Heimer, they rec- well, they recognize that there's catch-up mechanics, right? And they want current generational. Dragon Keeper says I used to dump G3 and G4 because I didn't have enough G5 to do the event. That's the point. That's the point, Dragon Keeper. They didn't want people dumping old stuff, so they incentivized your current generation. Now, the current generation of stuff is also the hardest to get, right, Bubba Joe? It's the most valuable at your per, at your current level. So True. indirectly, what does that also promote? Advancement? Spending. Oh, that too. Yeah. If If your current progression, if your current generation is the hardest material to get, and they and they lower the point values on your older stashes, then I believe their hope is that you will spend on the new stuff. Certainly says, in fact, I'll probably get frustrated and spend less. Some people are agreeing with you. So Peter says some people leave the game because of that. All right. Pack dilution um, becomes a larger problem, says Spectre, which, by the way, is a, a problem in and of itself. If 
Karkin is getting rare and epic G4 materials at Ops 42. Is that fair for those points to be calculated in his milestone? It's not, actually. It's DJ, not. I have a question. Go ahead, Puss. So I understand what they wanted to do and what they're trying to do, but how did they come up with the goal when their solution was let's just make this one scorecard for everyone, right? Like, like there's no way they're going to ever accomplish this unless they make it a dynamic scoring Agreed. for each generation. I personally agree with you there, all right, which is a lot of the conversation that we've had this week. How do you do it unless you either create different events or, or you go in to each ops level and write a new formula, not based on what's in their packs, but wait based on what they're actually able to spend. You see what I'm saying? Like, like for Karkin to be getting rare and epic G4 in his pack, it's not possible for him to spend the epic. So that means for his ops level, the epic have to be removed from the points equation, even though it's in the pack. Yeah, just for, uh, I did the math, and the amount of epics uh, in G4 for our pack at Ops 42 um, is about 1.7 million points um, per pack at the current scoring. So, And that's not even including the rares. The rares are something like 2.5 million in the pack. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, okay? That's the thing. And it's not that I'm just starting to see it, Sanzo. I recognized this as a problem before you guys did. <laughs> you guys were just saying, they nerfed my points, all right? And I'm trying to tell you objectively why they changed the math on it, but there was a secondary problem. The secondary problem is what is the capability. I personally, for a G4 player, even a G5, let me, let me go to G5. For a G5 player, I have less of an issue with G4 parts being reduced in, in points because I do believe that my push should be current progression. Okay? I am not as angry about that. Does that mean I have to spend on G5 parts? Well, that is indeed the point, right? It's an auction. It's a moneymaker for them. It always has been. They're trying to push monetization. I am okay getting a point reward for spending in my current generation. Now, unless I'm competing against G6, but again, I'm not looking at the leaderboard. I'm looking at the, at the milestone. In fairness, Cruzito, I'm looking at the milestone. Because we already, we already outlined how the G6 point scoring was already wrong anyway. All right? So at G4... A G4 player who is struggling to spend their materials for parts, for example, that's actually, that's kind of the, 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 the predicament they want you in, right? Are you going to push your spending to finish the milestone based on parts or materials or whatever it is that you need in G4? And they're going to remove or effectively remove, or at least very much uh, enlarge the G3 spending that you would have to do. Now, the good news is, 
for a G4 player because your uncommon is only 20 points off from a G3 uncommon. You could still do this with G3 scrapping ships or, or other things like that. The problem is, is that you get into this part here now where a G4 rare is worth two and a half times the points and a G4 epic is worth eight times the points, uh, seven times the points, more than that, seven and a half times. And because you're getting all that stuff in your packs, it right there for every material, for every epic material that comes in your pack, you got to spend eight uncommons, right? And that's G and that's in the G4 economy for every G4 epic that's in your pack. You'd have to spend 10 G3 uncommons. And that's a big shift. All right. One would argue correctly, they're going to have to spend far, far more uncommons than they traditionally used to in order to complete the milestone. And there are some scenarios where I believe that that is okay. Okay. Honestly, for G4, for low G4, to not be incentivized to spend G3, I'm actually cool with that. For G5 to not be incentivized spending G4, I'm cool with that. But current generational progress can't be. I mean, if that's the goal that they're going to use, then they can't screw you based on the points that come in the parts, uh, points that come in the packs, if you can't actually spend those packs. Which is a point we've been talking about for the better part of four years, DJ. Yeah. Now, what they need to have is one auction per level. Maybe two. But that's it. You have to do that. Otherwise, then what's the point? Well, with the leaderboard, I'm not, again, I'm not as concerned with the leaderboard part of it. All right. It just is what it is. I mean, obviously, it needs to be corrected, but they haven't done that in five years. Um, I'm looking at the SMS. And yes, I don't necessarily disagree that the SMSs need to be very tightly tightly controlled but they already yes. are okay so that's I, not good I, I'll enough i concede that point the leaderboard ends up being what it is but the smss do need to be like they already are and sms per ops or possibly two they already are they're not yes yeah they sure are bud uh from g4 up now g3 i think still comes in pairs or maybe groups of three but uh no from g4 up it's pretty much every one let's take a look at stfc.space and we'll take a look, and we have to click weird buttons here because this thing never works right. Uh, here we go. Let's pull up this on stfc.space. So not brute force. Here we go. Heroic solo milestone. Bubba Joe, let's go all the way down. 70, 69, 68, 67, 66, all the way down through 39 are individually programmed brackets. 39 plus in the game has a different solo milestone objective for every ops level. So that's already being done. Okay? Then down in the 30s, you got 37 to 38, 35 to 36, 33 to 34. The biggest gap there is 20 to 25 and 26 to 32. So that's already being done. The problem here, Bubba, is, is kind of what I've been beating on this drum for the last 20 minutes, is they have to go in 
and look at Ops 42, for example, and look at what's in their pack as to what they are even capable of spending. If an Ops 42 can't spend rare, can an Ops 42 even spend rare? I don't the only thing an Ops 42 probably can spend rare on is a jellyfish. Probably. Eldor. Amalgam. Okay, so a couple. What about them epics? Maybe the Void of War once it gets bigger. No epics, no. I maybe some primes. Is your Valdor a, a, maybe? Is your Valdor tier That's 10? Great. Is your Valdor tier 10 there, Karkin? Not for epics, no. Where do you start spending rares on a Valdor? Tier 6? Tier 5 or 6, yes. Okay. Yeah, because I'm in rare. I'm into the rare, and I'm on tier seven. Is it expected that an ops forty two have a tier six? Uh, tier six, uncommon. Thank you, Freudian. <laughs> February, guys. February. Okay. Anyway, um, is it expected that <laughs> giggity? Is it expected that an ops forty two have a tier six uncommon? I wouldn't no. think so. I wouldn't think so. The the point that I'm trying to make here, guys, is that just the 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 capability of spend. It, it, that's what it comes down to for me. Okay, that's what it comes down to for me. And and the only way to do that, Bubba, is to manually review what's in these packs. Manually review what's in the packs and what can be scored on at that ops level. That's the point. And half of what's in Karkin's pack, he can't spend. So should the pack, is the pack the right way to set a milestone? Here's another thing. Here's another thing. We have talked about the ever-expanding capabilities in this game. The capabilities in this game becoming stronger with damage output, becoming stronger with uh, hull strength and shield strength. And and would you not agree? Bubba, you even said this. You brought this up on a previous show that, that players can hit a lot higher than what they used to be able to do. Correct. For example, um, I don't remember what – oh, Oh, I remember what it was. Here, let me pull up a battle log here. I'm going to put this in the graphics room because this blew my mind. I was doing this with my team earlier today, Bubba Joe. Uh, this was this morning. I needed to run an armada for my ticketed event. So I just ran an epic. I ran an epic, and I was running low on that Cardassian loot stuff. So I did um, the biggest epic that you could in Cardassian space. I think it's a level 50. Is that right? What? What event let you run an armada? My ticketed event from yesterday. I did it this morning. I didn't do it yesterday. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, the one that ended today at noon Eastern, I had to I had to do a, uh, an armada. It's the one for helps. I do mine with armadas. I know a lot of people do them with helps or donations. Uh, I did it. I usually do those with armadas. So here we go. Uh, I can hold six people. All right, and I've got five in this armada. I also. I'm going to put this in the battle log so everybody uh, or in the graphics room so everybody can see it. Um, 
I, by the way, did bring my brand new ship. I did build a Sanctus, which is how I did this solo milestone. All right. I didn't have to do any G4 on this one, although I did. I'll explain why here in a little bit. <laughs> Treasury parts. <laughs> had to spend them all. <laughs> anyway, um, so I did build a Sanctus. Actually, you guys saw I built the Sanctus this past week, but I started tearing it up. All right. And I did that for this weekend's, uh, this weekend's auction. So anyway, I decide that I need the Cardassian stuff, and I run the biggest Cardassian epic in the game. It's an Ops 50 epic, okay? Um, I remember when these punched really hard, Bubba Joe. But today, I went up there and started one. It lasted one round. We were down one player. We only had five out of the six slots. And you're talking about solo or Cardassian? Cardassian. That's 50 is the highest level. That's what I said. You said, okay. I, I heard you say 58. Oh, I, I don't think I said 58. My bad. Okay. No, sorry. Okay. Sorry if I did. Continue. Yeah. An ops, a, a level 50 epic armada. Where five five out of six players showed up. Um, the battle lasted one round. The Armada actually got off one shot. Uh, this isn't the right one. Hang on, is that the right one? Anyway, the the thing that drew my attention to it, Bubba, uh, got off two shots. The thing that threw my attention to it is that after I was done with that armada, I came home and had no repair. I was like, wait a second. How was I even in an armada if I had no damage? I had to go back and look to make sure that the armada actually went off. So here we were, down one player. It lasted one round, and it only threw two shots. Two shots. So that got me thinking... And uh, yes, we had a G5 Epic in it. Heck, I've got a G4 Rare. Okay, I get that. But guys, there were days that these Armadas, guys, even for G5 players, these were games, uh, these were targets that were doing significant amounts of damage. You guys not remember? This would, for example, defeat an Armada that was using all G5 Uncommons. This target would win. You got a Dragon Keeper. That was before New Crew, New Research, Cascade, Isolytic. That's right. We used to need Troy. Guys, you're all right in the chat. It's not just the size of the ship. It's what's behind the ship. The damage. The, the whole strength. The shield, the mitigation, the Isolytic. All this stuff. That's right, Vic. Go back further. Separatist bosses used to actually be real bosses. It's not the way anymore. It's not the way anymore. So uh, we start looking at, for example, Bubba Joe, and this is a little bit of a, of a sidestep, but you start looking a little bit at, say, for example, the requirements of the Borg Cube. 
start looking at the requirements of the of the board cube a little bit and you realize that these tier requirements also also have been designed in such a way to get players to spend within their current generation a little bit more than what we might have used to have been. For example, Bubba, you've always told me, don't take a G5 Uncommon beyond Tier 5, correct? Uh, yes, I said Tier 4, but yes. Okay, Tier 4. I, I, mine's at Tier 5, I don't remember why. Maybe it was because of an extra underdeck slot, but okay. But the game is telling you the next milestone for your cube comes at Tier 6. Huh. Why is that? Uh, well, because Scopely is stupid. I don't think so. I do. I think they're trying to push current progressional spend. I don't, now, I'm not saying that they're evil for that, but I don't think it's stupid, Bubba. They are intentionally. This is the second such example now. You got it, Sanzo. The second such example now that we see that Scopely is trying to get us to spend more within our current generation. Let me ask, guys. G4. G4 epics. Do they even need to be built anymore? It all depends, DJ. And it, that's been the answer for at least a couple of months. Let's, re, let's rehash that answer. Does a G4 Epic need to be built? Baba Joe, give the scenarios real quick, and then we'll take our break. Um, if you are going, if your timeline to go from 50 to 53 is less than six months, sorry, if it's less than three months, then Skip no, it. you don't need an epic. That's right. If you are going to go slower than that, which is going to be the low spend path, then yes, you should be building a G5 epic. Hey, a G4 epic. And if Sorry, you G4 do epic. build that G4 epic, if you do build that G4 epic, how high would you advise somebody to take that? Well, if you've done what we've advised in terms of the G4 economy, uh, you can probably, by the time you get to 50, um, and you have only done one ship at, of each class, you probably can take it to like tier six or seven, like the day you get it. Sure. Probably can. Except we see the introduction of ship parts now, rare ship parts, which is the bane of all G4 players' existence, rare ship parts become a factor in at around Tier 7, Tier 8. And what's the board cube tier up chart no. calling for? No. It's Tier 9. Rare ship parts start at tier rare nine? ship parts do not show up until Tier 9. 9. That's right. Okay, sorry. Fair enough. Tier nine. All the G4 ships, they show up at Tier 9. Well, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is who actually takes a tier four, a G four epic to tier nine today, these days? Dragon Keeper sure. says me at Ops fifty three, but you know what? Yours is funny, Dragon Keeper. Yours is just for auction scoring. JB, yours is for option auction scoring. That's oh. not true. People people use the G four epics 
well until they get a G5 rare. Except I did a funny thing. I did a funny thing, Bubba Joe, and because of an excess of parts, I went ahead and built an Enterprise A. I'll never fly it! I will never use this ship. I don't know why I did it. Actually, I do know why I did it. I'll never use this ship. I will scrap it eventually, though. I will scrap it eventually. All right. It is pretty. The art's beautiful on it. Uh, but, yeah, I built a G4 Epic Enterprise A, Bubba Joe. Took it all the way to Tier 9. Took it all the way to Tier 9 for this auction this weekend. I will literally never fly it. When I max it, I'll scrap it. Scrapping, I guess, still holds a little bit of, of play in there, which brings me back to the comment that I saw in the chat just a few minutes ago. Does the point changing maybe change the importance or the value of scrapping? Let me ask you guys about that, Sanzo. If the points for G4 are so drastically reduced in comparison to the rares and epics that you have to spend on. Is scrapping for G4 uncommon still as important? I guess that depends well, again. But you're, you're, DJ, you're confusing parts and materials. Well, no, I'm not, because scrapping yes, doesn't give rare parts at all. Correct. But you can spend rare mats with uncommon parts. In fact, you do spend rare mats with uncommon parts. Yeah. Not as not uh, enough. I mean, isn't that what everybody says? I'm limited in G4 because of the parts? Yes. Okay. You are. Because right. that I have no idea where you're going. Uh okay, let me try again. People are saying that they some people are saying that they don't have the opportunity to spend the parts or spend the materials because of parts, right? They're done with all the G4 stuff. The only unlimited dump of materials is in ships, but they can't do that. So people are sitting on huge, huge stockpiles of G4 that they can't spend, right? Yes. Okay. So does that take the pressure off of scrapping for that player. If they've already got more G4 than they know what to do with and they can't get the parts, why continue to scrap? So they absolutely can spend more mats. They just have to burn uh, faction credits to do so. Oh, you're talking about on cheaper... Well, no, because G4 parts... So what are you what are you referring to? On G3? You can... Uh, I would venture a guess that most 50s... Most 50s... If they decided to build extra G4 uncommon and rare ships, they could take them to tier nine in an hour without spending anything. Is that still scrap efficient? Well, no. Scrapping G4 is vastly inefficient. It's not a good process. It's not a good return. It's actually a pretty terrible return with one exception. Jellies. Yes. 
So that's which you can't force. That's, still which you force. that's my point, though. If a G4 player is being forced into spending current generational materials and they can't do it with ships because of the parts bottleneck and yep. scrapping isn't helping, then do G4 players need to feel the direct pressure of scrap? Has this change actually changed so, scrapping? So DJ, let's actually, let's actually cut to the brass tacks here. Okay. What is the actual problem? with these auctions and these SMSs? The capability of spending what they want you to spend. Right. Now, um, how many materials can Karkin and Putz spend versus somebody who spends even a little bit in this game? Well, they're at a vast disadvantage. Let me ask the question a little bit more directly for you, DJ, because you may not get where I'm going with this. If you were to tell someone that they, they've they got $100, okay, to buy a non-monthly content, what is the first thing you would tell them to buy? There's efficiency. only one correct answer. The efficiency primes. Yes. Now, that player at 42 is not going to be able to spend materials like putts and Karkin. Which is why you can't have an SMS that is fair for everyone. Because Putz and Karkin will be able to score in that event and complete that SMS significantly easier than the person yeah. who cannot. Although the person that does have the prime is going to be able to, obviously, they're going to be able to advance their ships at a faster rate. That is the benefit of the prime. But scaling the event is you have to include the prime. So, yeah, you're right. You're looking at the prime now as being damaging yes. to your ability to obtain officer sourcing. Like, it's going to help you with yes. ships, but it's going to screw that's, you for officer sourcing. Yeah, that's where I made the comment earlier about in, in chat, was they can be calculating it. What are they calculating it on? Are they calculating it on the base cost? Or what efficiency are they working into that base cost of materials being? Yeah. K92 <laughs> said that a long time ago, and he's right. Well, here's the yeah. question I have, DJ, is I've now completed enough of the field training in Voyager where I, where I have 400 of those prime particles. Do I spend them on the mat efficiency or do I spend them no, on parts, the parts, 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 parts is the That's number what? one. Yeah, got to do it on parts. Yeah, the chat's saying mats, but guys, you're contributing to the problem no. that we are identifying yeah, right here. That's right. All right. It's got to be right. on parts. The parts are the bottleneck. Especially in G4. Parts yeah. are the bottleneck. Yes. Parts are the bottleneck for G4. Isn't players. it resources, not materials, is your other option? It's both. The one that does resources is resources and materials. So it does both. Gotcha. So, yeah, it, it's parts. Yeah. And you know what? This is driving us down to we've always said that auctions – and, you know, of course, the solo milestones were better, but we've always said that these auctions and, and material spends were not the best way to source these well, officers. And and we have – this is another side effect. Well, so I guess if we jump back even to even before, the, even before that, we didn't – before that, we only had SLBs. We didn't have SMSs. So the reason why they bought SMSs in was because – we wanted an opportunity for those that weren't going to score high on an SLB Wrong. to still be able to get something. Wrong. 
I mean, that's the feel good answer. What do you mean that's wrong? No, it's the feel good answer. No, 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 no. But that was that, that, no, that was the reason why. Because no. I remember no, it wasn't. It wasn't. No, it wasn't, Aaron. It was that was the feel good reason. <laughs> but here's why they did it: because leaderboards revenue was dropping. Yes. And finally, yes. and, and finally, they they finally listened to players like Bubba Joe and myself who said, listen, maybe you should try to get a little bit from a lot of people instead of a lot of bit from a that's, little people. That's why, because what we were saying was people weren't spending in the, in the auctions because they would spend and not get anything. So the SMSs were what we were hoping to get so that we could at least get something for what our spend was. Sure. And then they so screwed it why, up with these I primes. Said, that's why they bought the SMS. And exactly. then they yeah, screwed it up with the primes. And we talked about this when they came yes. out. K92 talked about it. I've talked about it. I've talked about it every month since. This is now a problem they have created. They have further damaged their own auction revenue for the sake of these primes that they sold a few months ago. The gift that keeps on giving, like Tao, like Chad. (laughs) These primes are crap. All right, now, granted, they they make it easier for me to progress. Yeah. They make it easier for me to progress. It's a catch-22. It is. All right. But they are crap in that you've got two problems now. And Bubba Joe's identified these problems, and then we're, we're going to take a break. It's crap if you don't adjust for the fact that people have them and some people don't. Karkin can spend 10,000 materials on a G3 Epic ship. I can't spend 300. Honestly, it's three, 400 materials total. Mm. Okay. But if somebody, do you guys not remember like one enterprise shield mechanic component back in the day being like 10 or 11,000 materials? You guys remember that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now I don't spend, I don't spend a thousand materials to max an enterprise. Because of all the primes and stuff. All right. Um, I have a thought. So, well, hang on one second. So they've made it impossible to scale these events in a fair way. They've also continued hurting their own revenue. Because I don't have to spend as much, therefore I don't have to buy packs. It's easier, right, Razzlis, for me to scrap that enterprise at a profit, which is just going to continue feeding me stuff. So I don't have to spend. They have created the problem of auctions and solar milestones not making the money because the materials are just dumping. They're just flowing like a river. Now, Rexy says, I somehow don't think that's why they started losing money. Probably not entirely. But Bubba, is it as hard to compete in an auction or do a solo milestone anymore? Compared to what it was a year ago, no, you oh. could no. It is it is no no DJ. Competing in an auction or an SMS is exactly the same as it was. You spend money to do it. Okay. You don't think there's more materials that come out though than there used to be? No. What? Of course there is. Inflation happens every month. I. I don't think that month over month, the auction leaderboards are going up and up and up. Oh, good point. 
Yes, you're exactly right. You're making my point. The auction leaderboards stay consistent, yet every single month, more and more and more materials are paid out in events, rewards, and scrapping. That just drives to my point that people aren't spending as much on these auctions, spending when I say cash. They're not spending cash on these auctions. So is it a shocker that Scopely is seeing poor revenue from these auctions? Is it shocking that they're trying to redo this? And my answer is the same as it was last week. You have reached a tipping point. You need to move away from materials. And I know that's scary. I know that's dangerous. I Well, so I that you, I, I think, completely disagree with. I think you got to do it based on power. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. What else do you do it on? Spend only? Ducat sourcing? Shut up, K21. Oh, God, not Ducat sourcing. Power is bad. Paid only is bad. Okay. The okay. only fair thing is either materials or resources. Yeah. That's the only thing that gets that can that all players can participate in. Has to stay as materials or resources. And yeah, I forgot about level one researches. See if they went through and fixed that. If they re if they rebalanced researches, you could still do power. But, but are they going to change every research that already exists in the game that no. are loaded that way? Yeah, no. They and then are it. they going to correct everyone's power that has got those incorporated into it? Yeah. So no, it can't be power. Like in fifteen years. When every player is ops 90, right, and they start launching them that way, then maybe. But no, it cannot be power. It cannot be paid only. Yeah. It has to stay as either materials or resources. This is their own making. It is. You're exactly right. I, mean, I, I it personally. Could be, it could also be a grinder event, which has no guaranteed revenue. No. Yeah, there's no revenue in that. Right. Hmm. It's almost as though they have they have sold and sold and sold and sold and sold to the point now where it's <laughs> I don't want to say difficult to spend, but these auctions it's it's I guess I guess what you could do is Wolfwood brings it up make ship parts a better a better selling point. You know, if if somebody has this overflow of materials, then maybe they're more likely to spend a little bit on ship parts if the conversion is better. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's it is a problem of their own making. They have actually turned off their revenue soffit. They've shorted themselves, Smiley. You're exactly right. All right. They and you're right, Spectre. They've sold themselves to spending fatigue with a lot of big level players. I know, Damos. Am I possibly suggesting? Am I possibly suggesting that unrelenting monetization and aggressive tactics and, dare I say it, even a little bit of greed has damaging consequences for the game? It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Bubba Joe, what else did you have? I know that there was a bunch of stuff on your list. We've only talked about the milestones and that but there was there was other stuff you had other stuff what give us a teaser what's coming up after the break baba seriously did he leave 
Wait, he's not even uh, on the he's stage. He's currently not on the stage, no. <laughs> he left the stage. All right. Well, good time to take a break. We'll do that. On the other side, Bubba Joe, we'll continue with his list. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Borg cube, just a little Must bit. Must have been a power outage. Wait, what? Must have been a power outage. He wouldn't just leave like that. I know. He never does. Uh, all right. We'll be back in just a second, guys. My name is Ultimate DJs. Thank you for tuning in. This is uh, Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return after a word from our sponsors. Hang on. This portion of the show brought to you by crazybunch.org. Do you suffer from pixel fatigue? Well, we've got a gummy for that. Surtail has the answers for your health and wellness needs, especially when gaming. A gummy for blue light protection and eye health. An energy gummy. Or how about a relaxation gummy to help you chill after Wardod kills all your miners? Surtail is an independent distributor of all the aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or go to crazybunch.org. Talking Trek is brought to you in part by MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is the biggest and best Facebook page all about toys. Meet other like-minded individuals that share in your same interest. Have hard-to-find rare toys or know someone looking for your special piece of nostalgia. Old toys or new toys, hard-to-find toys, doesn't matter. With MN Toy Posse, you can find it, buy it, or sell it. Visit today at facebook.com slash Posse. That's facebook.com slash Posse for the toy collector in all of us. This program is made possible in part by Kix Cereal. And for more rough breakfast fun, try our Slaps and Kidney Punches cereal. U2's Las Vegas residency is still going, despite the sphere absolutely hemorrhaging money. Join U2 before the sphere is probably dead next year. Tickets ain't cheap, but you won't go bankrupt quite like this. I'm in a place called Vegas Sphere, and every day we live in constant fear that we will be canceled. This place sucks. Sucks. So what are you waiting for? We'll see you in Vegas, baby. It's a terrible day. Don't think. some food for my family my mom and my dad have the whole clan at home i think they're gonna ruin thanksgiving argue so much it gives you a panic attack i gotta take a walk i need my house all clear of these creeps or i will lose my mind go crazy and this day's such a waste of time I don't want to scream and shout I see that they're coming in But I want them out I want them out mm-hmm.
Stefani, I know. That's a, such a good album there, Bubba Joe. Uh, welcome in, everybody. I appreciate you guys being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, welcoming you back in uh, on a longer-than-expected opening segment. I must have missed you guys. And I'm shocked that my voice is actually holding up, Bubba Joe. It's kind of crazy. Uh, voice is still here. It, it's fading, like, like on its way out, but, I mean, it's still working. <clears throat> here for a few more minutes. Uh, Bubba, do we have you back? Right before the break, I was trying to come to you for a tease. Oh, he just left again. <laughs> what's what's happening? Trader, Trader, is is he sending messages in the other room? Like, what's he trying to do? Is he is he is he making mistakes somewhere? He, he isn't. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. Bubba, Joe! I would assume, Bubba! I would assume something oh. happening. Something happening over at Bubba's house. All right. Um, there was something that uh, I was going to talk to you about. <sighs> I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I got 17 hours to recuperate and something. Not really. Uh, oh, he was transferring to his car. He drives a lot. Poor guy. He drives, he drives almost as much as I do. That's crazy. That's a lot of driving. I don't wish it on anybody. All right. Um <clears throat> Oh, I know what it was. All right, I know what it was. Hey, real quick, real quick. Um, I had this idea. We've spent the last two hours talking about material spin and how you guys are incapable of spending it, and some people have big stashes, right? Yep. 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 All right, so hear me out here. Some stashes are bigger than others. Hear, hear me out. This, by the way, is a terrible idea. Okay? It brings no value. It would be the worst thing for you to actually spend on in this game. But just in a pinch, would you guys want to be able to donate materials to your alliance? Sanzo says no. Really? Dragon Keeper says no? Wait a second. You guys are going to fuss. You guys are going to fuss about not having places to spend your material. Rucker says how to scopely make money on that. That's kind of my point. That's kind of my point. That would be a player beneficial way to be able. Now, this is the same problem. This is the same problem that you've got with um, that you've got with ultras right now. They can't ignore it forever, okay? They can't keep ignoring this problem, all right? But what if, I mean, material spend is still material spend, right? Material spend is still material spend. So if you ran this a couple of times, 
Like, let's say, as a G5 player, as a G5 player, me, myself, and I, if they made it possible for me to donate G4 materials to my alliance, even at a reduced point shard, even at a reduced number, all right, then I would be okay with that and probably would finish a milestone or two relatively easily. All right, I have 1.3 million G4 uncommon gas. I have almost 700,000 G4 uncommon crystal, 900,000 G4 uncommon ore. It's not because, I mean, I, I bought a lot of that, but I can't spend it. I can't spend it. So it's just going to continue banking up in here. So, 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 what if, what if I had an opportunity not to be gated by parts? That's exactly it, Serenity. It's a shame the materials aren't worth that much anymore. You're right. So why don't I, why doesn't Scopely give me an avenue to spend it? Okay. That's just it, Felonius. They want the material out of circulation. They do. That's exactly what I'm saying. They want it out of, yeah, what did you think I guys, I meant donate it. Oh, wait, you, I'm sorry. DJ. Did you guys, did you guys think I was talking about giving it to another player? No, no. I was talking about an alliance donation. All right, like instead of just trite and steel and latinum, like let me come in and donate to my alliance right here. Let me contribute to my alliance with materials. Now, Bosman says that's a whale beneficial feature. Is it? DJ. Yeah, Bubba. DJ. Yes. If Scopely wants the materials to be out of circulation, I have news for you. They already are. What? No, they're not. That there is 900,000 that 900,000 materials sitting in your account. How are you going to spend it? Well, that's it's my point. already out of circulation. It's just sitting on your account, but it's out of circulation. Oh, that's true. You can't spend it. It's true. It'd be like if you had a garage full of some long dead currency. Can't spend it. But you got it. It's out of circulation. Okay, fair enough. It doesn't do anything anymore. I am kind of really surprised that you guys wouldn't want it to go to your alliance. I mean, why? Why? What's the benefit of me just keeping it in my inventory? Let, um, me, let me probably do something. some of that is because if you've got lower level players in your alliance, the cost for alliance contributions is super expensive. Okay. All right. Fair. That's that's, that's one reason. That's that's one reason. But, yeah. Okay. Unless you had some other way to convert it into something maybe more into useful, maybe like a parts conversion, material to parts conversion, or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Options. Material to parts. I can see that. Material generation to generation. Parts. Uncommon yeah. to rare. Trade to parts. Let it go from G4 to G5. Oh. <sighs> You know, Bubba's right, though. It's already out of circulation. Doing anything, yeah. doing anything reduces the potential revenue that they've got from the thing that you need. You know? Right, Bubba? I mean, if I'm thinking like a big corporation, 
doing nothing still has the most potential for revenue, right? Correct. <sighs> it's garbage. I mean, the whole thing is garbage. The whole thing is freaking garbage. And I don't like this auction method. And I love the solo milestone method. I understand why they need better monetization out of it. But I guess it's just going to come down to they've got to examine each level, ops by ops, Bubba Joe, and figure out its viability. Is that the only way that they can do this? Is to figure out potential spend at every single ops level based on what's in their packs? Well, but also based on potential efficiencies that they could have at those certain levels too. They have to factor that in. No, they don't. That's the problem. If they do, if they, yes, they have to factor it in to lower the milestones, but that's the the problem, People that don't have the efficiencies will complete those events easier. But the idea here is that what you want, DJ, is you want something that is fair for all players. And what have we been saying for the better part of, what have we been saying as, as it relates to combat crews for the All better right, part yes. of a year? Uh, this game is never going to be fair. Payers always have the advantage. No, no. That's not what I'm, I mean, yes, it's never going to be fair. But what works for me may not work for DJ. And yeah. what works for DJ may not work for a 45. And what works for them may not work for a 34. Why? Because there's a vast difference in what your ships are capable of doing and your crews are capable of doing. Now, it might work, but there's also a pretty high probability that it won't. And you will need to figure out what works for your capability within this game. Now, how does Scopely fix that when it comes to sourcing officers? Well, the best way to do it is to source officers differently. We've been saying that for five years. Well, we have, but we've also been pushing... This milestone thing. And honestly, the milestone thing would be fine if it wasn't for the primes. You know, and it's hard to say that the primes are bad because they do a good thing for progression, but they have complicated the officer sourcing piece of it. All right. So, DJ, let me ask you a question then, because I think this is actually a lot harder than you think. Let's take the primes out of it. Okay. Okay. Let's just take the primes out of it. Everyone has has the efficiency that existed in the game before the primes, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, you're an Ops 42. The amount of material you have to spend to go to 43 is, just pick a number, 100,000 materials. Okay. Of various types of stuff, right? Sure. Where do you put the SMS at? You put the SMS equal, like they have been, based on your your packs, what they're giving in the packs. Because no, for because them, what you've been saying is is that they need to look at the ops level and right, say, minus, in this ops level, you can only spend this. So let's say they did that. Let's say they did that. How would they scale up? I really wonder why they didn't just put it back. 100 points for an uncommon and 150 for a rare. That was not an offensive cover-up. If you couldn't do the rare. like that, what, That's what it comes down to, guys. I, this is what I continue I, to fuss so, at. A hundred points on an uncommon versus 150 points on a rare. If you didn't spend the rare, this is what Karkin was saying earlier. If I didn't spend the rare, I could still do it by spending a little extra uncommon, but I could still do it. I think what players, busted this whole thing 
is the massive point differential. I think the points effed it up. I'm sorry. But DJ, DJ, DJ. Rares should be, as you pointed out in the last podcast, and I actually defend this position, rares should be about five times the points of an uncommon. Because <laughs> what happens is... But not for everybody, is, Bubba. Is, not for everybody. For So the, what happens, DJ, is you go from spending five, six, seven, ten thousand uncommons to spending 500 rare and you've gone up a tier or you've gone up a level in a building. Rare should be five times the level because if you're transitioning from uncommon to rare, it doesn't go from 5,000 uncommon to 5,000 rare. It goes from 5,000 uncommon to 500 rare. I don't know, man. I mean, okay, you could do that. You could do that, but that means that they're going to have to actually rescale the packs. Take Rare and Epic what? out of the pack. If they're going to use packs as a point-scoring target objective, then you can't put Rares in with Ops 42s. So when G4 launched and when G5 launched, the first few levels didn't give you any Rares or Epics. Why do you think they've added rares and epics to it? Do you think it's because they just wanted players to have more materials of those classes? Or do you think it's because players started begging for them because they wanted to upgrade their ship or they wanted to do this other thing or they needed a couple of rare to go do this, do umpty squad, right? Yeah. Right. So this is, this is on behalf of what the players wanted. They wanted to start getting rares and epics earlier. I know. Oh, Vic, it has nothing to do with math. Like, you're just talking concept right now. How do you balance this so that players feel okay and Scopely get some of their revenue driver potential back? It's just, I mean, this model this month really messed it up. It really, really did. And they have already said they ain't going back. So I'm struggling to find I'm struggling so, to find so a DJ, fair solution moving forward unless they revert the points, which they say they're not going to do. DJ, I would argue that it was broken before this month, and this was their first attempt to trying to fix it. And what we're really discovering is that fixing this problem is not nearly as easy as people make it out to be. Well, that's true. That is true. I think everybody can acknowledge the fact that even Bubba and I are struggling to come up with a fair and equitable solution for everybody, including Scopely. All right. It, it is a challenge, but um, uh, there's got to be a better solution than what we've got right now. Well, it depends on what the goal is. If, if the goal is to have a specific monetary value attached to achieving the milestone, which it is, I'll tell you right now. And if that is a non-moving target, then we got a problem because then the, there's no way the, there's correct. no if way to is, actually make this the goal, good. DJ. Sorry, go ahead. Rip. No, I, I right. was just saying, because if, if, that, if that, is, that is how it is, sorry. Oh, this is nope. all right. Finish hang on up. Ripper. You go. <laughs> okay. Woo. No, because if, if that is what they want to do, then the people that just cannot spend the amount of materials they can get in a pack 
tough, tough luck. Sorry, out of luck. That's just how it has to be. Well, they will have so, to then do something yeah. to be able to spend that. That's just how it has to be. Well, and that is kind of Scopely's position. It's a heroic. These milestones have always incentivized spend. Auctions used to be the only way to get these officers. It's supposed to be based on spend. You are not supposed to be able to do these every single week free to play. And we keep trying to remind you guys of that, but everybody keeps coming back and screaming, Bubba Joe, that I can't do my milestone this week. You're not supposed to. A true free-to-play should probably be able to unlock their their choice of epic, I'd say probably once every two to three months through material spend only. Okay? What do you mean since what Dekix? You can't... Do you even do... Every every auction? No, you don't. You don't do every auction. You shush. Dakik's free to play. All right. Divine says once every three to six months. No, I disagree with that. I think it's every two to three. But Sanzo says it's not possible at this milestone now. Yes, it is. It totally is, by the way. But when was the last time everybody sat out for three months? Nobody does that. Everybody wants to try to do I it every single time. That's also a problem. I think people are sitting out three months, DJ. I think people are doing that. You're not doing that, and I'm not doing that. And lots of people who are moderate spend players are not doing that. But I think that, I, I mean, let's get Karkin and, and Putz. What, how often are they attempting to complete, finish an SMS? And I don't mean finish an SMS because we've had different sizes. I'm talking about... To finish an epic unlock, however that however that appears, whether it's through auction, solo milestone, whether they do it seven of nine style and it's all hundred shards in one SMS, or if they're doing it this month style where it's fifty shards per SMS. All right, that's fine. Putz, Karkin, how often do you guys find I agree yourself? With you, DJs, about two or three, if you Thank really, you. depending on how much you're pushing up. Obviously, the brackets are going to keep getting harder the more I move up into the bigger spenders. To actually fight against them so then my horde pile will have to be bigger right but nailing that right one on the month you know hoping that it's the lowest one for everyone else you can yeah i wasn't gonna take go into this one but i i should actually get picard on this okay old school days as i'm doing it probably about every three months all right that's fair and my last so one was billet i and, and razzless i mean i'm i'm sorry bud you're, you're not there's there's a problem somewhere if you're only doing one SMS every six months. Not an officer, but one SMS every six months, then you're missing potential income. You're missing revenue somewhere. You're missing material income. All right. I, he, said, he says three to six months for me to do one SMS. That, you're, you're missing it out. You're missing somewhere, bud. They give you so, more than that through events. If you are completing events, they're giving you more than that. DJ. Yep. If Scopely's only goal, their only goal for officer sourcing is to make money, not to put the officers in the hands of the players, not to create a balanced environment for players to compete in, not to allow players to identify with the officers and ships that they want. If their only goal is financially driven, then the only thing they can do is sell them and not have a free-to-play path. No, that's not good either. 
I see you, Raw Lord. I'm I think watching it's a both terrible chats. idea. But if you're telling me, chats. if you're telling me that's their only goal, that's the only thing they can do. Well, the goal is, and what they apparently seem unwilling to move off of, is their monetary equivalent. We've said this for four years. An Epic's worth four hundred bucks. So if we've got Picard in here right now, half the unlock, there's two hundred bucks. That's what it's going to be. What is their equivalent of two hundred dollars? Well, Canine Two says, "How about you just do it multiphasic style? Buy two packs, finish the SMS." That sounds terrible too. That sounds terrible. Why? Because that means that there's no potential for a free-to-play to bank and save and play efficiently. All right. Why can we not just have milestone booster packs? What? If you can't, if you can't finish the milestone by by just spending your materials, you just buy a pack to finish a milestone. Well, I mean, I guess if you kept the material piece in there. Because, see, what I'm saying is I want players to be able to play that way if they want. Okay? If they want – I mean, strategy and efficient spending have long been a very integral part of this game. Okay? Well, didn't Bubba Joe define it as a resource management game? Yes. Isn't that the whole game? Yes. (laughs) The game is a game of resource management. All right? So – I want there to be an opportunity for players to save for two or three months and get the officer that they want. That's what I want. All right. But at the same time, like don't get the officer last month and then be mad that you can't do it this month. I guess you're going to have to spend a little bit if you really want. How important is it? And I get it. You don't know what's, no, I don't know what's coming even next month, Deep Space. But I still don't disagree with it. I don't know what officers are coming next month. I can use my brain and figure out that it's probably going to be more stuff to do with this PVE experience that we got with Picard and Data this month. All right? That being said, if I don't know what's coming next month and I decided Picard and Data were worth it, that's a decision that I get to make and I'm going to go all in. Now, Does that suck when the officer that comes the next month is an officer like Hugh? Yeah, sure. That sucks. Maybe Hugh's worth spending money on. Maybe it's not. All right. But I want players to be able to at least look and see what's in front of them and determine, okay, this was, this is what I have been saving for three months for. I'm going to get it. And I want players to have that capability. That's what I want. Led Zeppelin says, will there be a rare ticketed event on Monday? Yes, there will be. Should be three of them. That's true. There will be three of them, and you'll get to pick one. All right, so I I know. And Cruzito, you've been on that path. Why not allow everyone to get the officer and expensive to tier it? I, I get that. You know, Bubba Joe and I have a hard time with this, but if no, we... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> You didn't even know what I was getting ready we to say. We differ in opinions on that. Go ahead. Well, we do differ in opinions on that. But, Bubba, would you would you believe or do you believe that a vast majority of players don't ever chase promotion? They just want the unlock and then they stop? I would believe that. It's very true. 
It's a high percentage of players, actually. Once What's get... the percentage of uh, free-to-play and Battle Pass players as compared to everyone else? What do you mean? Free-to-play versus Battle Pass? No, no. Free-to-play plus Battle Pass only versus everyone else. What's that percentage? Oh, that's probably high. I mean, a lot of people oh, do get the Battle Pass. maybe about the same as the people that only unlock the Officer? That's huh? on the officer, no. in my opinion. It's the opposite <laughs> side. I think people who unlock the officer are far for are far more in the minority. So you're t- okay. So you're telling me that players that unlock the officer and don't work to advance it is a tiny fraction of players. Oh no, no. I think. Uh, oh, you mean that unlock that both scenarios exist that they unlock it and don't care to promote it? Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yes. That probably is. I probably would think that that's a small, a small group, but apparently it's not. To oh be no, I, I, I can totally see that that's a, that's a large percentage of the community. Yeah. Because they don't really see a path to unlock to upgrading the officer. Yeah. Especially if they're not offering a specialized chest with the new loop. Right. There you go. With like strange new worlds, people were getting them. With Bajoran, they were getting them. You got. But it. there's a lot of officers that never get to that point, and they just can't source them. Right. Yeah. Deep so Space Bosman says the same thing. Divine says the same thing. All of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Given how bad sourcing so, is, so it's I hard would, to do more than the unlock. I get it. You're absolutely right. I would venture. I would venture a guess that those percentages are related. The players that are battle pass only and free to play. There is a high overlap with those players and the ones that will only unlock an officer and never work to promote it. Either the loop they don't like, or they can't get to the loop for six months, or they just don't see a path in in really trying to get them forward. And the people that are going to work to unlock those officers and level them and then then level them up are the people who see a reason or are pushing the envelope or have to compete with – Billy Bob, Joe, and Larry and Curly. And so they have to get those officers to higher level. So they're spending to do so. I bet there's a direct correlation of the people that spend to the people that level up officers versus the people that don't spend and don't work to level up the officers. And there are going to be a few free to play and there are going to be a few low to spend that will work to level up the officers because they are trying to engage in the maximum amount that they can. You're going to have a Dekix every once in a while. But I would venture that a vast majority of the players, a, a high percentage of players that don't never going to hear this podcast, are going to go. I've unlocked. I've unlocked Janeway. I'm happy. I don't need to do anything else. I have my officer that I want, which is fine. Yeah. If there's a grinding path, free to play are going to grind it. That's all we got. Well, and that's that kind of so comes that's back where to your correlation is thinking. Like if, if if the only access to an officer is paid off is pay or some kind of heroic version. And yeah, we're not going to get it for a very, very, very long time. Where's Mavery? Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, and not only that, but, but so- if you're re- if you're going back to that officers are a big piece of their revenue model, Bubba Joe, the sourcing, not that I'm defending it because I think everything should be sourced, but like Harkin just said, if sourcing existed, he ain't going to spend on it. He's going to grind it. Right. So, okay. but my point is, is hey. that, but this is a Star Trek game, right? It is a Star Trek game and we mm. identify with the officers. Once you, if you are playing this game, because it is a Star Trek game, 
and you unlock Janeway, and Janeway is your favorite character, favorite person in Star Trek, you may be perfectly content to have unlocked her. And I believe that that perspective is a much higher percentage of the game, of the general gameplay audience than are people that are trying to min-max. Yeah. Okay. I got Harry Kim just so I could be the one to give him a promotion. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. But Cruzito also presents the same thing that I was worried about. If you make every officer very available on the unlock, Cruzito points out, if you do that, Bubba Joe, then you'll never have a rock star captain's ability again. Everything will come through the tear up, through the officer ability. And I've said that before. If you give everybody the, the, the officer, you'll never have a good captain's maneuver again. That's not correct because evidently Scopely only cares about money and not the balance of the gameplay, because that's the entire argument we've been having for the last hours. The only thing they care about is money and not a good, healthy, qualified, balanced gameplay environment. Well, I mean, I didn't say and that. Can but you like... actually look at the game and look at what they've released and determine any other conclusion? Okay. Thank you for that. Let's look at the anecdotal evidence on that. Okay, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but the evidence suggests otherwise, right? Yeah, sure so, does. So, so that means we can still get tier one epic officers that have a kick-ass captain's maneuver, right? We can still get that because Scopely doesn't care about balance in the gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean... Even if, if even if they care, let's assume they care, they also have a fundamental setup on how this works that a lot of things will eventually reach a breaking point. Well, yeah, because they only, like, as evidenced by the primes. A breaking point or a break-even point? No, a breaking point. They, they look at, you know, the primes are a perfect example. We look at what's going to make us money now, the future of the game be damned. You know, they've done that so many times, it's not even funny. I mean, it is. It, it is just sort of inevitable, right? It is not necessarily that they... I don't think they would want to this because it doesn't benefit them. Right? Okay. It does not, Ripper. If they are cannibalizing their game for profits, then all they are doing is shortening the life of their profit. It's like setting your house on fire to stay warm, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah, but the, 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 the primes... If effectively just accelerate what would have happened regardless eventually but they took Which one is sort month of what happened with with the, no, the but I, but critical damage in pvp well yes but that took five years i i think what bubba is saying is they took profitability of one month and cost themselves two or three years of long-term revenue i mean i that's how i look at it maybe maybe not i don't know that's how not... i look at it all right uh, real quick. We're well, gonna... so it's a, it's a it's an interesting question, DJ, because because they release to the primes. What tier are your ships, right? What's what what's your uh, pilot? Um, I don't know, tier ten. Okay. Not max. Would you have likely taken it? Would you likely have taken it to tier ten if not for the primes? No. Okay. But because you also, don't want my rares. Also, ask me, have I spent money specifically on my pylum? The answer to that is also no. Well, okay. correct. 
correct. But but you would you would have a lesser ship if not for the primes. Okay, that's fair. Right. So players are advancing their game state in a way that was not really realizable before. They were not players were not willing to spend money like you and you made my point. Yeah. They were not willing to spend money on all this old content, but if I have the ability to make this old content a little bit more powerful, I will go ahead and do that. Okay. And the same thing with your current content. If you're are you going to take your Sanctus to, you know, tier 8 right away? Well, probably not because you can't afford to. No. You know, but would you even consider taking it to tier eight if it didn't have the primes or would you be min maxing it? Like I can just barely without my shields dropping, kill my next hostile. I need to deal. That's as far as I need to take it as opposed to, man, I've got an excess of parts. I've got an excess of titanium. I've got an excess of materials. I can go participate in an auction this month, or I can go participate in this leaderboard this month. Right? So it's allowing players to achieve a different state of gameplay and not selling because they players were not willing to buy packs to do that before. Well, so that's, it is that's hurting their sales. Yeah. It is potentially hurting their sales. But, but as you pointed out, just because I have a tier 12 pylum does not mean I would have had a tier 12 pylum without these primes in the first place, because I was not willing to spend to achieve that goal. That goal did not value spending actual cash money on it. Yeah. So, did it cost them sales? Maybe a little bit, but you know, players are just achieving what they can achieve without having to invest a lot more money. Um, Was the you know, mistake players... giving you the full efficiency and not just doing like the parts to give you a nibble? Don't make you pay for the materials. Well, so again, this was cannibalization of the future state of the game, right? Whether it's now we have tier twelve pylums where they never really thought they'd have tier twelve pylums, or we have tier twelve enterprise D's that they never really thought anyone would spend the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get the titanium alone for an enterprise D right. So they did not think that out. They did not pass that out. They could not possibly have passed that out because what they've done is cannibalized the health of the game for short-term revenue. And so now they have to figure out how can we continue to make money even though six months ago, eight months ago, we cannibalized all future revenue. How can we make our revenue numbers, even though we've cannibalized the ability to sell packs six months ago? Easy. And Sig I don't have to fix that problem for Scopely. Easy. Sigma. What? Sigma. That fixes everything. Right? What are you talking about? Just resetting Absolutely. everything. Absolutely. We should deploy we should deploy all Sigma resources to everyone G4 and above. Oh, that fix everything. You mean you mean the resources that still have almost <laughs> all their efficiencies? I know. I know. I know. I know. From the previous generation of material. Because I know. I know. I think they kind of missed the boat there a little bit, but you know what? It, it's really, honestly, it's not as bad. Bubba, you you have said that the scaling on that looks to be ballparkish. Okay, ballparkish on what you were spending before as compared to what it's spending now, right? Like G five to G six. As far as what? As far as your resources, your sigma. Did sigma? Did sigma 
reduce the scale of the economy in any other way other than numbers? I mean, instead of using quintillion. Uh, no, it did not do anything other than numbers. Okay, well. And there are so, consequences of that that I'm not going to bring up here. Oh, I know. player beneficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I was fully under the impression that they were going to reset everything with the introduction of Sigma. Um, what they have done here is actually probably better for the players, but also does kind of water down the great reset, so to speak. They still have other problems now. Uh, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, Wildstar says, wait, what is Sigma? Sigma is the new G6, uh, G6 currency. G6 doesn't use steel, titanium, and dilithium anymore. They use Sigma steel, Sigma titanium, and Sigma dilithium. So, uh, it was supposed to be a little bit more... It was supposed to be a little bit more effective than I think it ended up being, but... I mean, that's fine. I, I think it's better than they were running out of letters after. Quite, yeah, you know, I, I think it, I think it was better than and yeah. And Sigma speed ups. That's right. I, I think what they did ended up being Bubba Joe, a pure reduction of displayed quantities. I think they could have done more with it, but a, dis, a, a reduction of displayed quantities is also OK. All right. This could have been the great reset instead of it. Was, instead, it was just a, a graphical display you reset. Is anybody... I don't know what that accomplishes, but, you know, fair enough. Oh, I think it's just quality. No, I think that accomplishes a lot. I would not have wanted to try to do calculations based on quintillions. All right. That's right, Simpy. Uh, smaller numbers are easier to work with. Uh, stat squishes are important. I agree. Um, that... That's what this ended up being, Bubba Joe. And we can talk about G6 a little bit more another time, but in retrospect, I don't know that the quote-unquote great reset ended up being nearly as scary as we all thought it could be. You know, uh, we said that Scopely needs to handle the math right. It looks like they kind of did. There are a couple of pain points and then a couple of generous points, but on, honestly, overall... Um, before we take our, our last break, because we need to move on, do you think that the Sigma resource reset, like just what they did with G6, do you think that that was handled mathematically terrible? Because I don't think that it is. Um, I think that there is, well. It's a really yes. broad question. It's a really broad question. I understand that. Uh, like you hate hazards. So that part of G6 As you hate. As does every other single person who's mm. had to encounter them. Not true. That is 100% true. That is not 100% true. It, it might be 98% true, but it's not 100% true. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, would, I will bet you it is 99.999999. No, I would still take that bet. I would still take that bet. I still take that bet, but uh, yeah. Anyone in chat saying hazards are awesome? Uh, Canine Tooth just now said hazards are awesome, and I also know that JB likes hazards. Dr. Juby likes hazards. So, yes, there, there's always that. And the people that are liking hazards actually have to deal with it, not like if I said I like hazards because, you know, well, I'm mean. Sure, sure. 
canine tooth likes hazards because he doesn't he can ignore them now well that's what you were asking for you said sell me something that that allows me to play well they did they gave you the prime right you said that bubba let me buy something that allows me to deal with hazards okay scopely said no problem here's a prime so we add a new mechanic that is supposed to be fun and engaging and then we sell things to make that a thing that doesn't exist anymore and then it's fine yeah no i don't think it's fine but bubba joe demanded it i think that prime shouldn't have come out to be honest the with prime you prime was has... already coded in there what well, i know that they created the prime it existed at launch i know that i didn't speak it into existence you didn't have to buy it did you did you so the reason canine tooth likes hazards is because at op 64 they are 100% ignorable how so because you can have enough resistance that you can sit in the hazard zone and not take any damage which just makes it a mining system or a hostile hitting system because of what though because of research you paid for or research because that you research, earned both okay so it's grindable which is what i've said from the very it's not beginning grindable. you cannot grind the prime if you are going to do it without the prime it's op 69 good good it's not oh my God. i don't think the prime should have been out I there to begin with I think this is a prime spot to take the, another commercial break. <laughs> are we going to, Bubba, are we going to get back into this thing again? All right. We don't have to. We don't have to. Good, good call trader. Bubba and I fundamentally disagree on primes or uh, on hazards. And, and Bubba and is I, right. And DJ is wrong. I <laughs> want to play in hazards. I want to let me. DJ is going to be the one person that ruins Bubba Joe's 100% of the players hate hazards. No! K92 said he liked it. K92 said he liked it. JB likes because it. Because he can ignore it. At Op 64, you have 200%, you have availability to have 200% hazards. K9 so was not trolling. K9 Tooth was not trolling. We've talked about it, we've had PMs about of it. Of course not. He's up 64. He wasn't up 64 it's on the first day of the arc. Let's let's <laughs> let's move on, gentlemen. Back to your corners, please. All right, I've got an... <laughs> Oh god. Ding ding ding. All right, I've got an announcement for you very quickly. I've got an announcement for you. Uh real quick, let me just look at my screen here. Um where where are we on Ad Astra per Sparameta? Where are we supposed to be? It, 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 are we at 700 points or did I miss an event? Have I missed an event? I might have missed an event. I don't know. Wait, we are at 700? I haven't missed any. Enterprise Actual says I'm at 800. How are Really? Are you at 800? 700 is right. Okay. If se Okay. Felonia Squirrel says I'm at zero. Cruzito says 800. Wait, how? How's anybody at 800? Oh, Horner says I'm at 800 because of an ops change. Okay, okay, okay. So 700 is supposed to be the right, the right thing. Okay. So 700 is right for normal. Okay, okay, okay. So this is an announcement that I have from you from the live ops team. Balabom says I'm at 600. I must have missed something. Yeah, uh, it must have. I thought I missed something because the announcement that I got 
says, um, in regards to the Ad Astra meta, there is an extra event being run tomorrow, and the points earned from completing the events will be doubled. So that might mean to me, Bubba Joe, that if you are at 600 Balabom, then you might have an opportunity still to finish. This is what I'm reading. Okay. I am reading. There is an extra event. There is extra event being run tomorrow. And the points earned from completing the events with an S will be doubled. That seems to sound to me like there will be all on the S. There will be 400 (laughs) points available tomorrow. No, Juby, if you're at 600, now, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Wait a second. So how many, was there already an event scheduled for tomorrow? There was, right? But they're adding a second one. So there's two events. And if they each offer 200 points, then if you're at 600 today, then you should be good. No, retrieving. I get, I get what you're saying. Okay. What, it, okay. Is there an event scheduled for tomorrow? There has to be. Yes, there is, because there's still two days left on the meta. Okay. No, I didn't, Jack Morris. Let me read it again. Y'all listen to words. I said there is an extra event being run tomorrow, and... The points earned from completing the events, plural, will be doubled. Okay? That implies to me that there will be two events, one that was scheduled and one extra, and that both of them will have their points doubled, which means that there's 400 points on the table tomorrow. Bubba, is that that how you feel about it? That's how I feel about it. I know, Razzlis. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with English. Must be the flu. Is that what it is? The flu is distorting my language. (laughs) 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 All right. How can Scopely not count to 10? Who knows if this wasn't their plan all along? (laughs) Who knows if they're... uh, Retrieving says, I did the calendar video. There is no add a spare event scheduled for tomorrow. There has to be. There's another day. All right, hang on. Let's look at the calendar. Let's just look at it, Bubba. Maybe the calendar was wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Calendar's never been wrong. Calendar's always right. What are you talking about, guys? All right, Ad Aspera. Ad Aspera or Ad Astra per spare events. Okay. So tomorrow will be the 20th. I actually don't see one in here. All right, let me send a follow-up question. Let me send a follow-up. Are you saying there will be two events tomorrow? Because there's not one on the schedule. If you add one and double points, that's still only 900 points. All right, I'll see what he says, and I'll let you guys know on the other side of this break. 
My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will return after a word from our sponsors. Stand by for this commercial break. Yo, what's up, Commanders? Great news about PvPTarget.com. You've known for a while that it exists and has some great reference tools regarding PvP banding and common crew loadouts, but they've recently launched brand new tools on the site, including a brand new cargo calculator page as well. This isn't your typical max cargo style calculator, but a brand new, unique tool that identifies the timer until you go over cargo. The game timer might tell you how long to zero the node, but how long until your miner is at risk? You can find out now by using the brand spanking new cargo calculator at pvptarget.com. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Minute Mud Orange Juice, made by the same six-year-olds who try to sell you mud pies on the street corner. It's time now for Stoned Movie Reviews. Stoned Movie Critics for Stoned Movie Goers. This week, it's the horror movie that really hits home. Thanksgiving! Oh, is it about, like, you know, your drunk uncle bringing up the 2024 election or something? That would be a total horror show. But no, it's about a Thanksgiving-inspired killer who terrorizes a small town. How does someone go on a killing spree after eating all that turkey, man? I'm always so tired. Oh, totally. After all that tryptophan, I can barely get off the couch. Whoa, trip on what? Dude, I don't do that stuff. No, man, no. It's the turkey. The turkey's tripping? (laughs) Whoa, now that sounds like a scary Thanksgiving, man. Go lay down on the couch before you hurt yourself. We'll be right back. Ozempic, Manjaro, get prescribed tomorrow. We'll go beat sex and with a side of splendor. Add a pex, lose some weight, why don't you? Manjaro, ask my doctor, please. There's a drug called Manjaro. And what I wanna know is can it help me slim down? Feeling kind of fat Would like my gut to be oh so flat I don't wanna work hard Can still eat cheese like a big old rat Cause of Manjaro Ozempic, Manjaro Get prescribed tomorrow We'll go big, sex and up With a side of splendor Add a pex, Lose some weight, why don't take some shots of Manjaro I'll cut pounds fast, inject it nice and slow And what I want to know Can I get Bonjoro? I hurt myself today To see Real. The needle 
Welcome back, everybody. Bubba, that took way longer to, to turn into something than I thought. I, I thought I thought this was going to be really loud really early, but I, I guess not. It's Nine Inch Nails. I thought it was going to be very loud. <laughs> I know. I like, I like Nine Inch Nails. I don't remember this version, though. I don't remember this version. Arian says, let it run for a minute. Okay. I'll let it go. I wanted it to get loud. It's not an original Nine Inch Nails song. No, it's not. Johnny Cash did the original. Yep. All right, now we're getting into it. Now we're getting into it. Captain Q says Johnny Cash didn't do. Wait, 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 wait. This is the original? Cash's version was the cover? So wait, Nine Inch Nails did the original? No way. Wow. I really honestly didn't know that, Captain Q. <laughs> Johnny just crushed it. Okay, fair enough. Yes, I'm a DJ, but I didn't play this in the clubs, okay? I didn't play this in the clubs. <laughs> Captain Q says I did. I didn't play this in the clubs. I was I was a house DJ. Uh, I know. Okay, fine, fine, fine. You guys, give me a break. Give me a break out here, Bubba Joe. My gosh, everyone's busting my chops. I um I didn't play a lot of Nine Inch Nails in the clubs. Sorry. Uh, it was just not uh, not a thing that happened a whole lot. <laughs> ah! All right, Bubba Joe. We've got a couple of minutes. We got a couple of minutes left. Uh, let's, um, let's do a little bit of teaching here on Picard and data. First of all, um, I know people have been asking and, and I meant to do it before this weekend. I'm so very sorry. Just the flu kind of kicked my tail and it, I, I can't, I can't say it wasn't my fault, but I mean, obviously I've been very, very sick. So I apologize for that. However, I would like to, to spend a few minutes, Bubba Joe, while the auction is still going on, there's still time. Right, there's still an opportunity for you if you have not started to engage. All right. If you <laughs> medic says why, you can't get them through the Matt Spend event. Yes, you can. If you want to. Yes, you can, Medic. All right. It's just is it worth it to you? All right. But let's talk about the worth of these officers. Besides, that's not even true for data. Data uh can just outright be bought if you want. Okay, you can just you can just outright. Okay, by the way, real quick, before the break, before the break, I was giving you an announcement um, about the events tomorrow. So there will be two events. Um, the Arc Runner is listening. By the way, thank you, Arc Runner. Appreciate you being here. Um, there will be two events tomorrow worth 200 points each. There you go. That is the answer, Bubba Joe. There will be a 400-point swing tomorrow, so you will have an opportunity. Okay? 400-point swing tomorrow if you do both events. Two events, 200 points each. Okay, thank you. He says, I'm not listening. I'm watching with no sound. Thanks. Thanks, man. Community likes that. 
Uh, anywho, two events tomorrow. <laughs> uh, we're 200 points each. Okay. There you go. <sighs> it could be, uh, Boaz says, it could be more power gained. Listen, y'all were just saying a minute ago that power gain was too easy to be an auction. All right, so is that a big deal? Is that really a big deal? I don't think people were saying power gain was too easy to be an auction. They were saying it is it unbalanced be fair. Yeah, it wouldn't be, be fair. Auction. Fair enough. Wouldn't be fair. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I know shorts. Can't ever be happy. Never happy. All right, so let's talk a little bit about these guys, all right? Uh, Bubba Joe, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about Enterprise E Pickard, okay? Jean-Luc Picard from uh, the Nemesis, or First Contact movie, rather. Um, Bubba Joe, let's take a look at his Captain's Maneuver. Captain's Maneuver, uh, increasing the rewards gained from Hostiles and Armadas by 60% of base. I love this. This is another 5 of 11, except that 5 of 11 can actually go into the captain's chair, okay? I mean, not that 5, five of 11 is very effective. But dude, this is another 5 of 11. 5 of 11 is so, so valuable. Now, Benny Hill says it could be like Jordy. I kind of disagree because Jordy, while it is loot gain, his officer ability is absolute trash, okay? He's great in the captain's chair as a loot gain officer. That's fine, but his officer ability gives you nothing, nothing at all. Five What's of eleven. Pick cards ability is increasing the rewards gained from hostiles and armadas by sixty percent. That's no, right. Officer ability. Well, when I'll you're get, comparing, I'll, I'll get to Jordy's. that. Hang on. Officer ability is good you're too. You're comparing them against Jordy, so it's you're only using Jordy and armadas. So in that situation, put Picard in armadas. Does his officer ability match or have any reliability? Absolutely. Uh, no, not against armadas. <laughs> so he's the same as Jordy. But uh, when you're using him in the same situation, you would be using Jordy for that loot game. So Jordy's armadas only? Yes. So I don't know that because I don't use Jordy because he's trash. All right. Um, however, you're right. Okay. Fair enough. Picard's, uh, Karkin's right. He is Jordy. He is Jordy. All right. Because Picard is going to give you the loot gain as a captain. But his officer ability, Bubba Joe, is increasing isolytic cascade damage at tier one by 3% for three rounds each time you hit a non-armada hostile once per weapon. This is a cumulative stack. All right, and I know it doesn't say cumulative, and for the love of God, Scopely, please get your tooltips right. Like, Actually start communicating what this stuff does. Please, 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 please stop sucking at basic descriptions inside the game. Okay? Stop sucking at that. You really, really do suck at that. There's no consistency whatsoever. Anyway, this is a cumulative stack, 3% per weapon that lasts for three rounds. So, Bubba Joe, let's pretend that I've got a ship and I'm hostile grinding, and I'm going to fire three weapons in the first round, one weapon in the second round, and three weapons in the third round. If I've got Picard at tier one, what is my isolytic cascade boost in round three? Hmm. 
Where did Bubba go, Joe? Bu- bu- where did Bubba go, Joe? Yo, Bubba, go! Bubba, go! I'm where sorry. You there are seven seconds left That's in the Seahawks game. I care a lot more about that than this. <laughs> Math question. Yes. You're up. You're on deck. Oh, Dragon Keeper says three. Wait. Three because you missed the first two rounds. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. And you don't miss the first two rounds. I said if you are hitting a hostile, you get three shots off in round one, one shot in round two, three shots in round three. What would your isolated cascade damage be, say, going in and starting round four? Ah, Dekix has the answer. Dekix has the answer. It's only 12%. Why would it be only 12% starting round four? Because round one fell off. Would it be 12% starting in round three? Yes, it would. If you uh, you would actually get the 15% after the first weapon of round three, and you could get to 18% after the second weapon of round three. But it's not the same throughout the entire round. And that's because it's actual uh, it's an actual stack. Dragon Keeper says, what if Miles procs? Doesn't matter. Miles increases shots. It's still based on weapons. Okay, it's still based on weapons. So it doesn't matter how many shots. You got uh, you got what's his face? Uh Chicote in there increasing shots. Uh you got Miles in there increasing shots. None of that matters. None of that matters. It is non-armada hostile, so PvE only, and it is based on weapons. Weapons. Archery says, so is he useless? What does he do better than any other officer? Um, what does he do better? Well, he's loot gain, so I think that he's automatically better than Captain Janeway. He's loot gain for hostiles with isolated cascade increase. How does Pick compare to Janeway? That's kind of what I was just going with. Here's the thing. Janeway with full synergy eliminates the need for Hugh, right? Bubba Joe, are your seven seconds up yet? Yes. <gasps> you I, sound sad. No. What just happened? Seahawks missed. Just barely missed a field goal to win the game. Oh, give him the sound. No, I'm not going to pile on my friend. Wait, first of all, I like the Seahawks too because Gino's there. Okay? So Bubba Joe and I are united in our in our fandom of Gino. How did that happen? Yeah, Gino took a hit evidently from Aaron Donald and got hurt, <gasps> but then came back for the final drive of the game, gave us a 55-yard field goal that evidently missed by about three feet to the left. To right. And where was Taylor Swift in relation to this game? You shut up, Karkin. She, she will be in Philadelphia tomorrow. <laughs> Somebody is probably really happy that they missed. Uh, who were they playing? They were playing Atlanta. Is that right? Are they playing Atlanta? No. No, we were playing the Rams. Rams. Los Angeles. There you go. Man, that sucks. I'm actually a little bit yeah. dumbfounded. Right. I'm sorry, Bubba. So, I, listen, are you I trying like to talk about how Picard is bad? Uh, I wasn't trying to talk about how Picard is bad, but tell people why you think he's bad. I don't what? I don't think he's bad. 
his officer ability doesn't hardly do anything. What? We were just talking about the he officer was, ability. He was around that. Yeah. We were just talking about the officer ability. Depending on your tier of Janeway, I think he's better than Janeway if you tear him up. Now, if you're Janeway's tier three or four right now, then no, he's not as good as Janeway. But if you take him tier one to tier one, I do think he's better than Janeway. Now, you were saying so, something. If you had full synergy Janeway, why would you get rid of Hugh? Because you never take because hull damage. Because Hugh doesn't trigger. Yeah. Yeah, you never take. Hugh or... Yeah, Hugh. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you still take hull damage for the first shot of a round unless there's been a. Correct. Which means you get a single Hugh trigger, which is, depending on your level of Hugh, not especially likely to trigger. The reason Hugh is very good is because you take multiple shots in a round. And so the probability is that he is going to trigger your ability to turn everything into a critical. But if you don't get that one trigger of that one chance in one round, then he's not going to do anything. Correct. And so your shots are just back to normal percentages. Yeah. So basically, we kind of identified early on that Janeway is just not compatible with you. And that's fine. That's actually great. That gives me two legitimate grinding crews. I can send one out with Janeway full synergy, and I can still send out like maybe a five GG Tau with Hugh under deck. Okay? So that's good. Um, Picard. I think given... Now, okay, let's look at... Picard is 3%. Again, it does depend on your firing pattern, obviously, depending on the number of weapons you've got. I agree with that. But if you take a look at Janeway, Janeway is 10%, Bubba Joe, increases Isolated Cascade at Tier 1 by 10% against uh, non-player hostiles and armadas. Okay, Now, Picard doesn't even work against armadas. He's just hostiles. All right? But in the hostile... What? We think. Okay, based on what it says. Based on what it says. In regards to his Isolated oh, Damage... There are a number of abilities in this game, DJ, as you know, Agreed. that say hostiles and work for our models. Agreed. Right? So we, okay. So this no, one just wanted to make sure we clarify that. But this we, one specifically says non uh, non armada hostiles. It does say that. So unless oh, the tooltip is I, wrong. Sorry. I was given the impression that it said just hostiles. No, it someone says. Because someone told me that today. Yeah, no, it says okay. non armada hostiles. All right. Apologies. Yeah, no yes. problem. But per weapon, okay? So, again, this officer, I think, is a very, very viable hostile grinding crew, depending on the type of ship you're going to fly and the firing pattern. Crazy enough, do I think, and we talked about this, Bubba, when we broke out your whale cam. When we broke out your whale cam and we looked at the firing patterns, this guy is no bueno on any G6 ship, in my opinion. Correct. The firing patterns are terrible on the G6 ships, um, and Picard won't belong on there at all. Now, where did uh, where what just came out that Picard is going to be massively good on? Hey, Borg Cube. Picard will be awesome on a Borg cube. Okay? Absolutely phenomenal on a Borg cube. Why? We were talking about the Borg cube's firing pattern here not too long ago. Let's take a quick peek at that. 
and I'll throw it into the graphics room. Actually, it's probably already in there. But real simple, Borg Cube has five weapons that fire every single round. Sorry, four. Four weapons. Four weapons that fire every odd round, and then on every even round, they still fire two of those. So let's look at let's look at Picard on a cube. Going into round three, what is your isolated cascade bonus at tier one of Picard? For a cube? Yeah. Going into round three. Uh, I, I am not familiar with what his tier one percentage is. 3%. So going okay. into round three, you've got four, six weapons. It's going to be 18%. 18% starting round three. Okay, then you get a shot. Now you're at 21% for your second weapon. Then 24%. I you said it had four weapons that fire every round. I, I misspoke. Four weapons that fire every odd round. And then uh, two weapons that fire okay. every even round. I apologize. Okay. Hey, That's hey, okay. shorts. Shorts, sorry. Don't bust my chops. Somebody was complaining in the chat because I wasn't teaching a minute ago. Okay, so now I'm teaching. <laughs> All right. So yes. So so three percent times is eighteen percent. Yes. Starting round three. Then for weapon two, I'm going to be at, then at weapon two, I'm going to be twenty one. Weapon three, I'm going to be twenty four. By the time I get to weapon number four, I'm going to be at twenty seven percent. Twenty seven percent. That is significantly better than Janeway, even at tier three. Now. We also have the captain's maneuver with loot gain. Isn't tier three flat 20%? Uh, that might be. Okay. That might be. But, uh, again, in the case of the cube, all right. Wait, Cruzito says no one's grinding with the cube. Listen, I know a lot of people grinding with the cube. Listen, that cube, that cube is, the cube is going to get there, Cruzito. All right. Listen. I've got two cubes on my server that can blow up my Corvus in PvP. You say not yet, old school. I'm saying not yet, okay? But it's coming. K92 says why not. There you go. There's the evidence. It can. It's significantly cheaper to repair. And once it's there, okay, once it's there, it's going to be big. I know that it's slow going. I'm only at Tier 3, Okay. Some people don't have it. So, Deckick says my cube is non-existent. Guys, it's going to get there. It's going to get there. All right? That being yeah. said, the, the oh, people, go ahead, Bubba. The people that are, yeah, the people that are complaining about the cube oftentimes are low-level G5 players that are going to have their cube stuck at a level that they think is not very useful. Yeah. Except the cube is still useful. The loop is good. It is going to drive them to possibly want to get one of the ships that allows them to get bigger because they're going to see the value in the cube. The oh, cube yeah. is a good ship. It is. It is. And it's going to take a little while if you try to do it free to play. I get it. All right. But we're talking about two two different things here. Okay. Picard, as it relates to the cube, is phenomenal. Picard on a G4 ship is probably still comparable to a Tier 2 Janeway. And that's just an isolytic output. What about the loot gain? We've been talking about loot, 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 loot. We all want more loot. Okay? We all want more loot. Well, here's a great loot gain officer. A great 
loot gain officer that you can have in a captain's chair, just like 5 of 11. 5 of 11 is a loot gain officer that has two very good utilities, loot gain and the officer ability, but also that basically call it max mitigation in the captain's chair. Okay? So and We don't know what's going to come out to synergize with him. Well, we know one of them. We don't know anything else, but right now it ain't bad. Okay? Picard is not bad the way he sits. All right? And if we come over and take a look at at uh, Picard as an officer and then take a look here. So he's 60%. Do you need double-sided synergy, guys? Have we actually looked at this? Do you need double-sided synergy? Is this better than 5 of 11? Is it better what than Janeway? Do what? What does each side synergy give? Because right now he's equivalent to Jordy at 60% with so I think Jordy gets 20% or 12%. Throw data on there. Really. Throw data on there. And now he's at 100%. You're getting 40% synergy per side. That's pretty significant. Yes, it is. Not only that, but he enhances and doubles down on Picard. What do we know about isolated Cascade? One of the things that we know about how Cascade is calculated. We've talked about the artifacts. We've talked about the officers. Why is Cascade a good thing? No matter how big or small, why is Cascade good to keep adding, keep adding, keep adding? That's right, Cruzito. Because on top of it being multiplicative, it's also additive. It multiplies the total by itself. So the more Cascade you've got, from multiple sources, the more your overall multiplication is going to come in. So let's take a look at a Tier 1 data with a Tier 1 Picard. Can we do that? Tier 1 Picard is captain. Tier 1 data on the side, whatever else you want on the bridge. Hell, right now, until we get another Synergy Officer, oh, 5 of 11. If you want to go for super loot gain, why not? Why not? How about 5 of 11 on the side on a G4 ship? <laughs> Mind blown. Okay? This is a monster, monster loot gain officer. Uh, loot gain capability with still a decent damage output. All right? Again, depending on your firing pattern. You're going to have the isolated cascade boost from Picard per weapon. But then you take a look at data at tier one, he's 10% versus non-Armada hostiles, exactly the same as Picard. And he's going to increase Cascade by another 10%. So let's go back to the example a second ago. On the cube, guys, guys, the cube came out. This officer came out. You remember when, when Voyager came out, Bubba, we talked about how, how Chakotay was great for anything, but, but Janeway was pretty much made for Voyager, right? I mean, we talked about that. Now, she's good in other applications, but she's great on that. Okay? Here we go where you got Picard and Data from First Contact movie released the same month as the Borg Cube. Does this officer belong on a Sanctus? Does this officer belong on an Enterprise? I mean, it can. 
As Bubba points out, it's not real good at pointing up. Andrew says uh, it's not real good at punching up. It's not a super effective, powerful crew. Is it better than, say, 5GG Tau, Bubba Joe? Probably not. Right? Where's Bubba? I would say definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Is he as good as Strange New Worlds? No. Cruzito says yes. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I think Strange New Worlds is pretty good. These guys are not as good at certain things as other officers. True. But they're also better at certain things than other officers. Okay. These like you guys, said, it's a loot crew and attack strength or some damage capability. Well, let's let's look at how this content came out. You're not gonna be punching up to you know with your loot crews. Not typically. And if you put it, if you frame so, it, if you frame it with the board cube, we have already seen in that refinery a stretch goal. How many people are reliably getting that three chest pull every single day? Because that's tough. He doesn't right? help. He doesn't help that. Oh, that's true. Doesn't help on the, yeah, that's right. You're right. It won't do technological distinctiveness. Because that's a bundle, right? Correct. Yep, you're right. Okay. All right. That argument goes out. Fair enough. So is Picard a good officer on the surface? The answer to that is yes. I agree. I don't know where to fit him in the game. I guess that depends Secondary on how many hostile rep grinding. Crew. Yeah, may depend on how. Maybe like, depends on how many ships like you're grinding. If you're, with. if you're if you're grinding, you know, five or six levels below you, and you want a second or a third crew to help you with that, maybe he has a role for that. And does that make for a great officer? It depends on if that's your fri- your priority or your focus. Let's let's look at what I was instructed by the community to do when I was pushing for my Sanctus. I said, Bubba that I wanted to go and hit those level 58s, remember? And the community literally shamed me, says, no, go hit the 53s. I'm a 56. They told me to punch down. But why? They told me to punch down so that I could use loot gain crews on multiple ships and not suffer intolerable amounts of damage and cost. They said... Go down and use five ships against a smaller hostel, and and you'll grind much faster. And we proved it, Bubba. We did it. We did that on screen. I did, what, 20 minutes or 10 minutes with five ships, and I did it. It was faster. So, yeah, Karkin, I would say here, month one, day one, he's absolutely a fantastic reputation-grinding secondary crew. All right? Uh, as Anders has pointed out and Bubba points out, he's not super great at punching up yet, but a lot of people are punching down a little bit if they're seriously rep grinding with exos. So yeah, I see him right up front being massive for reputation, which is also interesting given the fact that reputation was just increased by 485 billion. G6 players don't grind rep DJ. That's right. I forgot. You guys buy it. I forgot. How do you think there are already uncommon ships in the game? Do you think it's because they ground the 30 billion rep they needed to do it? 
Yes, because you guys are enjoying the game for its mechanics and 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 you know enjoying the experience versus just swiping your way through it. Obviously, now that's new, right? You had to do that or, in G five. You had to grind it. And or, or maybe the game is so frustratingly bad at 60, 61, 62 that you're trying to get it to a position where you can actually enjoy this subpar information that they put into the game for G6. Trader, Trader, ding him, ding him, because I'm going to come back to hazards again. You better ding him, Trader. Objection, Your Honor. Objection. You both. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, DJ. anyway. I think so. Anyway, the point is, is that guys are hungry. the point is, is that Janeway, I think, not Janeway, I'm sorry. Big guard. Card has a use case in the game. I don't think it's a general use case. He's not going to be the best hostile hitting crew, not going to be the best Armada crew. He's probably a part of the best loot crew. Probably like assuming you don't need any defense at all, because what you're going to do is him and uh, synergize with him. And then another loot, right? You know, the, so far he doesn't have a defensive ability. Maybe he'll get one. So maybe he fits into a loot crew that doesn't need any defensive. Ability, right. Maybe, but he's, he's okay. Right. He's not like, he's not changing the world. He's not changing my gameplay. He might be changing other people's gameplay, but I don't see a spot for him in the game right now. Now, maybe that changes well, when we get more officers. Yeah, no, but listen. Right now, today, I don't see a spot for him that where he's excelling. And that is, that only reinforces the point that Karkin and I are making. This is not an officer for you because you just buy your rep. This is going to be very, very influential for people who still grind rep. This is going to increase your grep, uh, your rep grinding time. It'll it'll probably reduce it. Well, it'll reduce it by half. EJ, if you're only using EJ. two ships, go ahead. If you used Picard with data with seven of nine, so the maximum amount of additional loot gain plus you put the people below deck or whatever, right? You've maximized your loot gain, and you hit two thousand of the most efficient hostels in the game to give you the best amount of rep. So that is, we're not going and hitting the Are you, are you referring to five of 11? You said seven of nine, but that confused me. You I'm must sorry, mean five, five of 11. 11. Okay, five all right, just check. Five of 11. Five 11. So if I do that and I grind with the exocomps and the maximum loot and I hit my maximum 2,000 hostels per day grinding rep, how many days will it take you to hit 500 billion? First of all, did you not hear what I said? You're proving my no, point no. This that is this to is address, not an officer is, for you. This is to address your comment that people will eventually be grinding rep in G6. And I'm telling you, they won't no. because of this number. I think eventually, yes, they will. But right now, no, you guys are buying the rep. The leading edge is going to buy the rep. By the time no, that the DJ. by the time the game's average player is in G six, there will be five thousand be a thousand percent more rep gain bonuses that exist by that time. Okay. This is not an officer for you. I agree. This is not an officer that's gonna change your gameplay. I understand why that might upset you, but it's not for you. <laughs> 
No, that's not, it doesn't upset me, DJ. You're just, you're belittling this saying, oh, they're going to increase rep grain by thousands of percent, which they have never done before, even though they've gone from a billion to 15 billion to now 500 billion. And yet people are still doing it. How much rep have I bought? They're not. They're not. I have never spent a dime on rep. Not once. I'm telling you, in G6, you can't not. Dude, again, what what part of this is not for G6? What part of that are you not hearing? This is not for you, Bubba. This is for the Karkins and the Putzes and the people who don't buy rap. That's who this is for. It's not for you. If you buy rep. Okay? And if you're in G6 and you feel that it's unbearably slow to proceed with rep, then you can buy it or or this tool will help you. Or you buy it. One or the other. There's only two answers there. Okay? There's only two outcomes. Yes, I agree. 485 Billion rep is way more than I thought it was going to be. When they when we were taking bets, Bubba Joe, we said fifteen billion. We were taking bets on what it was going to be. I said seventy five billion. All right, I did not foresee five hundred billion. I did not expect that. Okay, honestly, so I understand why you look at that and say that it's going to be unbearably slow. Well, fortunately, it's still grindable. Or is you that can the buy next it. lock or the next level. No, it's the next lock. Five hundred billion is the lock. All right, but it's still freaking huge. It's huge. Okay, so you've got that, and I, and I hear you, Bubba. You say it's impossible to grind it. I'm going to for I'm going to argue that choice of terminology is it unbearably slow. That's probably better terminology for it. You will get a majority of your rep. From dailies. I'm not saying you will yeah. purchase it. You will get it from dailies. You will oh, not be grinding. That's still true today. Grinding is dead. Oh, no, that's true right now. I get the vast majority of my rep from dailies. I don't grind. I hate it. All right. Dragon Keeper says he will grind. That's fine. Some people will. All right. But no, even now, I get the vast majority of my rep from dailies. Yes, Classy Pete, 500 billion is the next lock after 15 billion. That is accurate. So, again, I'm going to come back. Bubba says the G6 rep grinding is terrible. I don't actually disagree with you. $485 billion is a freaking lot. But if you're not going to pay for it or you're going to slow roll it through dailies, then you don't need Picard. But what about... Are there G- hostile hazard zones that give more rep? Huh? What? Are there hostiles and hazard zones, and do they give more rep? No, well... 75, yes and no. Yeah, 75%. It's still kind of worthless. So I'm still working on that battle. I'm still working on that. I By the way, I pitched the, the loot bonus equal to the level of hazard. Um, Is that what we were talking about, Bubba? Was 100% loot gain for 100% hazard, 200% loot gain uh, for two? No, no it was it more was than that. 500% was 500% per, per level. Yeah, 500 to 1. Yeah. They thought that was a little bit excessive. But I do. we are having good conversations about, about increasing that that for you, G6, all right? I haven't really talked about it because I don't have anything to report on that yet, but they're at least having some conversations about improving the worth of those systems for you guys. Um, but that being said, players who are still grinding G3 and G4 rep to get to that next ship, 
this this is going to be a good officer. And for the record, I also believe I also believe that once we see the other side of this, once we see the other releases, we already know this is a two month arc. All right, so what we get next month is going to be it. Presumably, there's going to be two, maybe three more officers that come in this series. All right. When they do, we'll have a better picture about what's going to happen here. I don't know if it's going to be a defensive officer, if they're going to triple down on Cascade, but it obviously is going to help even more because then, by the way, Picard's captain's maneuver doesn't cap out. He doesn't cap out. All right? So if another if another Enterprise E officer comes out next month that is good, then you could go full synergy up on the bridge, and now your loot gain from Picard is 140%, and you'll get the extra benefit of whatever comes from the officer ability of the next Enterprise officer. And that's if you're going to do two ship grinding. If you were going to do one ship grinding with loot gain, then you would put 5 of 11 there because 5 of 11 is going to be worth more than 40% to you in any way, shape, or form. What is she? Isn't she 40% at like tier one or tier two? two. All right. She tier two. 20. She starts at 20. She's 40% at tier two. So if your 5 of 11 is tier two or higher, and you're going to one ship grind, well, then you don't care. You don't care what's going to come next month with Enterprise E officers because you've already got it. Picard, Data, five. End of story. Right. So I, I like, I'd like to get back to the – I think that there is a possibility that Picard has a place doing something like loot grinding, punching way down, right? But if you're like a 30 – you know, and again, I have no idea what 30s are. So if someone can yell at me in the chat, oh, I was doing this in, since I was 12, off 12 or whatever. But, you know, we talk about grinding in Taiga Core, right? And then G4 is going to go into G4 space when they can, and they're going to grind some hostiles there. I don't know who's grinding down. I don't know what class of player is really still grinding down. Probably some G4, probably a few G5. Um, but I think that it has a use if that is something you are doing. Right? I mean, if you're a player that's like 30, you're still using PMC to go hit in Tiger Core. But you're that's hit, only you know, you're one. You're using that because that's only you're not one. punching down. But that's only one. You can't, but you're not in a position to punch down. You need PMC to kill 50 hostiles and then repair your ship. That's my point. Only players that are able to punch significantly down from where they are are going to have a use case for this. And I'm sure those players exist. I just don't know how many of those there are. I see. I, I think this is just a, a separation, a separation of, of what you're experiencing because it's a lot, Bubba Joe. Hell, I'm 56 and I punch down to grind rep. Okay. Because why? Because I can't even get my ships up there. All right. A and B, the, the hostels in G5 scale so significantly that I don't have crews or every ship of every tier of every class that can hang out at that big level. I showed this on screen. I could have used my Corvus only to grind in the 58 system, or I could use all the way down to my Pylum to grind in the 53 system. All right. Cruzito says I'm behind. No, I don't think I am. I don't think I'm behind at all. I'm letting my dailies do it also for me. while utilizing the faction ships for the better rep. So you can downgrade sure. each one. Utilize more of the same 
Yeah, I, I think that this is a larger use case than what you're might thinking. Dragon Keeper agrees. Rain says, hey, I'm over here, Bubba. All right. <laughs> Cruzito says I'm behind, but I don't think I am. I, I I don't think I am. I am Ops 56, and I just got my Sanctus. I'm obviously not that far behind. All right. So I, it's possible. DJ, I'm acknowledging that that's possible. I'm just suggesting that I don't think that there is that many players that are punching way down. I think players are still using optimum hostile hitting crews and not using six ships. You obviously have the capability to do, to go do that. And I am certain that there are players in the forties and fifties that are in that are capable of doing that. I just don't know if that's a lot of people. So is this officer useful to you? Maybe assuming you actually want to go grind, which we've already acknowledged you don't want to go do what <laughs> I want to be able okay. when I have to. <laughs> Okay. Hey, I now, wanted I wanted my sanctus. The officer that's actually awesome. All right. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Because okay. yes, Picard, in my opinion, he was worth chasing this one. I did. I'm I'm chasing him. I already have him unlocked. Heck, on Twitch tomorrow, we can look at some of these cases. We can look and see what kind of punch up, punch down, yada yada. I'll show you guys this tomorrow night on Twitch. All right. I'll show you how I feel like he was made for the cube. Some people are also saying that he works great on the Motivine. That's actually really smart, Becca. I'm already having to punch down on my Motivine because it's not developed enough. So I'll get back and, and punch down a little bit, but get more loot. Sure, I'm good with that. I like that idea. Serenity using Picard to farm broken G4 parts. All great. I think that he has a use case for a lot of people. Now, Bubba Joe and I can universally agree that the rare officer this month is the bee's knees. Everybody is going to agree or should agree that data is ridiculous. First of all, is he ridiculous for his officer ability, Bubba Joe? Yes. Okay. He's all right there, unless I'm missing something. Bubba, you tell me, why is data phenomenal? Are you putting him with Janeway? What are, what are you using data on the bridge for? I'm not putting him with Janeway. I'm putting him with my regular hostile hitting crew in by removing one of the pieces of synergy or removing someone else that's doing something similar because I'm mm. going to have him at a much higher level than my Janeway. Well, because you can instant max him this month. Okay, I agree with that. They did actually say that. We're going to sell all the way up to Tier 5. Is that what you're referring to? Or are you going to have a Tier 5 data this yes. month? Okay. So the fact he progresses significantly the same path isolytic damage wise officer ability wise as an epic like what is the comparison between his isolytic increase compared to janeway's until janeway is maxed they're the same tier for tier yeah well that's delightful coming from a rare it is which is why bubba's screaming about it being good that is delightful from a rare it doesn't work on armadas again it is non-armada hostiles only so it doesn't work on armadas where janeway will all right, but it's also significantly cheaper cost of acquisition. The limit is your bank account, right, Dragon Keeper? Absolutely. The limit is your bank account. Significantly cheaper cost of acquisition for you to get data to a point where he's going to be better than Janeway. So I agree with that. Me personally, not going to spend four or $500 on data, then I find immediate availability or immediate benefit in his below deck ability. I find a ridiculous amount of benefit in his below deck ability. 
which is increasing maximum cargo. And there's a lot of places, not for raiding, not for raiding. Stop it with the raid. Nobody raids. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Nobody I'm thinking ab- for Voyager. <laughs> yeah. Voyager. Hell, even Monavine. Borg Cube. Didn't somebody just say now a little bit ago that the Borg. compare against La'an since they're both under deck cargo crews? Well, doesn't matter. They're stackable. Doesn't matter how they compare. Okay. No, I was just thinking, like, who's the better choice if you only had one, like, if you were to pick, want to pick one or the other? How do they progress? Uh, I have to do a side by side. I don't know. Um, data starts at 20, goes 10, 10, 10, 15, 15. So remember that 10, 10, 10, 15, 15. Let's take a look at La'on. Uh, let's see. Strange New Worlds La'on is 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. So she, so yeah, no, data is better by tier two. At tier two, they match. At tier three, data is better. La'on is better at tier one. At tier two, they match. At tier three, data is better and all the way up. Now, Trixa says, I'm a little bit worried. I'm sure sourcing is going to be as great as La'on, and I don't necessarily disagree with your pessimism there. I think that is a valid concern for non-spenders because spenders can spend all they want on him. He's unlimited pack purchase this month. All right. Unlimited. He's a rare officer. He's a rare officer that should be in an event store whenever this, this content enters into an event store. Agreed. Agreed. That's the big thing that La'on, La'on I think wasn't, or maybe she was. I think somebody said she was. Either way. And getting 400 shards of a rare officer from an event store as opposed to 1,800 shards of an epic officer is a vastly different investment in terms of what the player has to try and do to do that. When you're referring to the officer, the officer ability on the bridge. Agreed. Agreed. If you're comparing... No, no, I'm Jane- talking about, like, if you're, if you're, if comparing you're not getting Jane- this officer from PAX, if you're not... Yes, yes. So well, if you wanted to get Janeway up to Tier 3 in an event store, what would that have costed you? Oh, a lot. What? I, I, but the chat was right. comparing data to La'an. Now you're still fixed okay. on the on the on the Janeway comparison, which I agree is valid. All right. So so now, did La'an come out during the event store month? See, I don't remember her being in the event store, but people are saying that she was in the event store. I don't remember that, or I probably would have focused on that. But I mean, maybe not. Peter says she wasn't either, but some people say that she was. I I thought. I thought La'an came out the month that the event store was, which means she would not have been in the event store. That's what I thought, because otherwise I would have maxed that. I maxed four of 11. I think she's great. Uh, I think he's great. I think La'an's great. And and despite Bubba Joe telling me that La'an is not important in the game, all right, um, he now likes data. Just throwing that out there. You remember when you told me that La'an was meaningless? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So why do you care about data then? For the officer. Because ability? I don't care about his below deck ability. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. He's fun. But you know what? You know what? That's actually good. Like, I'm not going to make fun of him for that. I'm actually going to praise the fact that there's an officer that came out this month from Scopely's Game Design that is diverse enough that everybody wants him. That is a win. One of the very few that actually come out of Scopely here over the last several months. That's actually a win. All right. 
So I'm pretty, I'm pretty good with that. I'm pretty fantastic with that. Data's a great officer to have. And let's not pretend that data sourcing this month doesn't feel a little bit better. Most of you guys should already have him unlocked. And we're a little under two-thirds the way through the arc. A am, I, am I wrong on that? I think most of you guys should probably have him close to unlocked. Wait a second. Joker says nine out of, of 34. Only if you were participating in some of the SMS. Like if you totally cut yourself off. You know, oh, yeah, of course. That's obvious. Yeah, thing. sorry. I, you're obvious. That's absolutely right. Sorry, I was referring to the to those... I was referring to the heroic SMSs because I've done them. So in fairness, that's where I got a lot of my shards. Fair enough. Yeah. Shiny says I'm close to tier two. Um, I think, I think I'm at tier two, uh, but I don't expect that I'm going to hit tier three. I, I, I don't think I don't expect that I'm going to hit, hit tier three this month. No, but that's without buying anything. So, I mean, I feel pretty good about that. Let me see where he is here. <sighs> where are you at? Where are you at, Data? This is the boring part of the podcast when I'm actually looking for something on my screen and I can't find it. I'm sorry. Is he possibly on a ship because you were so excited for him? I'm looking at my officer list, though. Have you leveled him up? I don't know. Let's go to group. We'll search probably be down at the bottom then. yeah i'm gonna search by group and exactly. go down at the bottom I've, i i thought i'd leveled him up oh, maybe not dude i've already got tier three on that cat i didn't think i was gonna do that so i'm already tier three but he is level 10 i'm good with that man like i think that's great now i'm not gonna hit tier four no dragon keeper i mean i've bought materials i've I bought materials i didn't buy any data packs I haven't bought any data packs. How many came in the battle pass, DJ? I don't know. Oh, yeah, you know what? You know, you're right, you're right. Scopely, Scopely did give me an unlock. They gave me 34. Sorry, I forgot about that. Scopely gave me an unlock. So, that, okay, that's a little bit unfair. I had, I had 34 shard advantage, or 38, whatever it is. That's not a hack. 34. Dragon Keeper, it's not a hack. I just forgot. I've never lied to you guys. I just forgot about that one. I've had the flu. Leave me alone. That All means right. you're still two and a half on yourself. That's right? true. Listen, doesn't matter. You, you can say what you're saying. Okay. Maybe you don't have him to tier three free to play. I get that. But he has still been sourced pretty good. Okay. Or at least his availability. Oh, my God. Are you guys seriously going to give me shit about that right now? Shut up. All right. At least his availability has been strong. How well did you do in week one auction? Not good because I was with the G6 guys. I probably you finished the SMS, you said, right? I did finish so the SMS. Yeah, I finished the SMS. Uh, no, I'm not being rated. I've got my uh, Motivine up in, in uh, my Motivine's doing stuff. And then you did this full SMS? <clears throat> yeah. Well, there's your two tier two right there on the two SMSs. Tier two, yeah, but I've got him to tier three. Already. I've got him to tier yeah, three. Yeah, but the rest is between auctions and what Scopely gave you. Yeah, Scopely gave me 34, 38, whatever it was. So, 
Anywho, so from tier two to tier three, it's like a hundred or something, isn't it? Cruzito says he's the perfect sourcing model. What unlimited pay packs? Actually, you know what though, Bubba Joe would probably agree with you. He's available through Grind, throughout the SMSs and events, and you can pay to accelerate him. Honestly, Bubba Joe probably not going to disagree with you, Cruzito. That's what he talks about all the time. Easy to acquire, tough to tier, or expensive to tier. Bubba Joe, how do you look at data? Like, is that good sourcing? I think that they've put a number of data shards throughout a number of events this month. Plus, they have him sourced in the SMS and the auction. Plus, they have a paid pack. I'm pleasantly pleased with how they're sourcing data. Cool. Um, and for I an officer that, that I is... Think that he's... Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, for an officer that that does appeal to almost every generation of player, too, also makes that a win. You know, I, I would say he appeals to he appeals to everyone north of G3, right? Because he's really talking. We're talking about a hostile hitting crew, right? OK, um, I guess G4 can still use Pike Mero Chen. And so maybe he's a second tier crew, but he's really going to punch up your damage pretty quickly in terms of the isolated cascade. Um, so I do think that, you know, you pair him with Hughes, you get the criticals We talked about. That's the problem with critical with isolated cascade is that it's, it's critical damage, right? right. PvP. We've talked about that till the cows came home. So that's the issue, right? So that's how he gets the biggest benefit is combining with critical. So you're on PMC on one ship cause you take zero, basically zero damage. Hang on. Yes, we will hang on. I lost him. I have the slowest moving fire truck I've ever seen in my entire life. He's stuck in a tunnel. Stand by, everybody. <laughs> um, so, uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, so I, I think that, uh, sorry, I am totally distracted now. Um, I have no idea what I was talking about. We were talking right? about the fact that he's that he is attractive to pretty much everybody. You said maybe not everybody, maybe not G3, right. but right. So again, he's he's that he's that crew that is going to help you punch way higher damage. And maybe that's that gets you to a point in the game where you want to be for maybe hitting a higher level of hostile as opposed to surviving infinitely with like a Pike Moro Chen. So I think it's gonna really depend on the player. I don't know how much players are still using Pike Merrill Chen. I think they are until they hit 50. But maybe there are people that are like, hey, my ship is big enough now. I can go with a more aggressive crew, a little less damage, and try and kill hostiles in like round one or round two. And Data is going to be probably the best officer you could slot into that role. Okay. So there you go. There's a breakdown in your two officers that came out this month. And uh dragon keeper says i disagree with you slightly i feel like his best ability is below deck i believe that the majority of people are probably but see again this is not surprising dragon keeper because he doesn't care about la'on so he doesn't care about cargo in any way shape or form a lot of us do we've disagreed with bubba in the past about the viability of strange new worlds la'on so i value la'on greatly all right so I feel like data does have better value to me below deck, but that's not to say that he's so, not going to be good on the bridge, especially if I'm trying when, to use Picard in that loot gain scenario that we were talking about earlier. Go ahead. When, when you have hundreds or thousands of percent additional cargo through other means, 
50% doesn't move the needle. So no, Laon's not does not excite. Do you feel like we have the thousands of percent of cargo? More than yes, for the ships that I need more cargo on, yes. Voyager, you've got thousands of percent on Voyager. And I think my surveys are north of 900%, so it's probably close to 1,000 on my surveys. I said Voyager. Mona Voyager's v. more than that. Voyager and Mona Vina are both more than that. More than 1,000%. Because percent. they have research. I've got, DJ, there, I have no research left to do for Voyager. Okay. Uh, okay. What does the research fail up to with the, the Voyager research? I don't know. I, I didn't think it got to a thousand percent, but I mean, maybe I'll look. I believe it's four hundred percent. More than fifty percent is noticeable. I mean, now not was... when you have you know a hundred, two hundred, three hundred percent from other researches that have already existed in the game. All right. Okay, I'm not this. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I or, just personally, or Tuvok, Tuvok adds like two hundred percent, right? I didn't think he was that much, but he's good. Yeah, he's I, sta I stack them all. My Voyager's yeah. uh, my Voyager's like two point seven million cargo now, and that's before adding data. I might get to three hundred percent with data or three million with data, and that'll be great. Housekeeping says DJ. This could be a conversation about your nickels and dimes. At least it's in a mechanic that it matters. We're not talking about damage output where it doesn't matter. Okay? I'm talking about Voyager where it does matter. Motor V. cargo on Voyager? 2.6 million or something like that when I run max cargo, which is what I when do when I go max mine. max cargo, 2.6 million, data's not going to get you to three. Maybe. We'll do, we'll do that tomorrow night, too, because I only just now looked at the clock and realized, holy bananas, I wanted to do a short show. We're at three hours and 55 minutes. How did that even happen? We've had fun. It's been a good show. Thanks, Bob. Well, I can, I can tell you that you were trying to go to break, the first break for about 45 minutes. That's part <laughs> of how it happened. That might be. Not the longest show ever, but I do need to go make dinner. So not a short one. Oh, hi, Beck. Beck's hanging out. No, four hours is not a short show for me, Stewie. Okay, it's not a short. But I did average it out with Wednesday's show. See, Wednesday's show was only two hours. So I've averaged it. Now we're back to the three hours. Okay, good. Good, good, good. We're good there. All right. Um, <laughs> so there you go. All right. Hey, pudding. <laughs> What you doing, pudding? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to do that. All right. Um, is there anything else, Bubba Joe, that you needed to that you needed to talk about uh, here this evening? Anything else that we needed to address today? Or was there good? some heroes and villains conversation? Yeah, I yes. chose. I chose. Want to talk about that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, sure, we can, but just for a couple minutes. I don't know that it was anything monumentally earth moving. Uh, I chose the villains. I lost. Um, and, and crazy enough, it worked exactly like it was supposed to. Uh, where is it? Where is it already gone? Is it already gone? Oh, I wanted to show you. It worked exactly like it was supposed to. When they finished their milestone, it nuked my score. Did anybody see that? Anybody else see that? That, that was cool. That was a new mechanic, all right? 
when the heroes, the good guys, when the good guys finished their milestone, it nuked my score down to zero. So, um, oh, well. Oh, well. I saw a bit of confusion, read so, a bit of confusion about that. A few people were like, did no one score in this event? Am I the only villain? What yeah. the heck? Yeah, well, yeah, oh. no, I'm, I'm with you, Sandy's No goody, goody two-shoes. Villains have more fun, but whatever. Uh, DJ, whatever. did you like the event? I don't think I disliked it. Okay. Ask the chat. Players, did you like this event? Was it fun? Was it interesting? Was it, you know, I'm not going to ask if it was rewarding because it was like seven officer shards, but did you enjoy it? Really? I thought it was fine. Benny Hill says he liked the event. Old School says it was boring. Uh, better than Rialto Racing. Juby says, I even lost the event and I enjoyed it and thought it was good. Housekeeping says it sucked. What are you driving at, Bubba? Well, I've heard more positive feedback about this than negative, which is why I wanted to see if that was just my server, even though me and my alliance, we all kind of decided which way we wanted to go. We all lost. But I yeah. still feel like this was an, an okay event to participate in. Yeah, uh, Eric says it was okay. A lot of people, Jules, Putz, Zandies, are all referring to the fact that it was new. All right? It was new and therefore interesting and fun. Benny Hill says, I'd like to see more of this. Orsa says there was minimal downside even if you lost. I agree with that. Um, so it was worth participating in. So, yeah, okay, I see that. I, I still see a lot of people saying eh, kind of meh. Roger Workman, no different than any other meta. Uh, Fallopian saying, eh, it wasn't much. Hal saying it was just another event. Retrieving says that it was blind. Um, but Rhino saying he hated it. Blue Mandalorian, though, big scopely critic saying it wasn't terrible. I, I didn't dislike it. I mean, I wasn't super competitive, engaged about it, but I completed all my events, you know? I completed all my events, so I, I, you know, it's almost funny, Bubba, if we look in the chat and we see, and we see a 50-50 split, we see a 50-50 split, is, is it sad that that's like a winning scenario today? Like, is that just where our bar is? I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be negative about it, but I'm just saying, like, if the community's split fifty-fifty on it, is it bad that I look at that like a good event? Because I do feel like well, it was good. I, I, so I think that I think there's this expectation that every event has to be awesome, like it has to give you an ops upgrade or it has to give you an unlock of an officer. Yeah. I think that this event where you made a choice in a mission. Would have I liked that mission to be a little bit, you know, more in depth? Maybe I would have liked to say, okay, I have to do this or I have to align this way or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I would have liked more than two options, but I think as a first cut for this, I'm perfectly fine with this. Like mm -hmm. if you were min maxing and you were like, which of these two groups does this give me value of? There was an obvious correct answer because one of those officer groups was not good. And, Villains. And sourced, and yeah, why? Officer groups are not. Why? Why did anybody choose hero? I'm pretty sure the arc runner set it up so that everybody would want to be a villain. Why? Like, honestly, pretty sure. Anyway. So, so anyway, so I think that, you know, from a, Hey, we tried something new. It worked. Oh, that's positive. 
And that some people are like, uh, you know, I didn't like it because I didn't like the events I had to do. Well, okay, but the events at least were rewarding. Like the overall thing wasn't like the greatest prize ever, but the individual events, it's not like all you were doing was building into the meta. They actually gave you something that was somewhat useful. So, right, those weren't the garbage packs. Like those were actual materials and resources, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, I thought it was good. I have... I think it was fine. Like I, I like if I was if I was rating this event and this thing that was new and you could say it's a feature of the arc of something new that they were trying, it would I wanna, get a high rating for me. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say here, let, let's do we'll break this one out, Bubba Joe. All right, and 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 for the record, by the way, and I, I should have spoken more clearly, it wasn't the arc runner uh that designed this event. I actually know the person that designed this event, and it was one of uh it's a very creative individual who who came in as support on this arc. So I really, really like this. And honestly, Bubba Joe, if I was giving it, if I was going to go ahead and rate it and step it out, I would give it, uh, I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10. Honestly. What do you think? Joker says a 6, okay. Cruzito says uh, 8.5. Orsa says 7. Lightbull gives it an 8. Benny Hill giving it an 8.5. And, and guys, by the way, let me just say, the fact that we're in the 7 to 8 range is better than any ARC rating has been for the entire year. Just throwing that out there. Okay? Just just reminding you. Forgotten Sex says, though, the event worked beautifully. Winter Nebula giving the event an A+. plus. All right. Uh, Voodoo Doctor giving it an 8.5 to 9. Listen, those scores in and of itself, those scores in and of itself are better than any whole arc of the entire year. You know? Well, but we've had features that got a high rating. We right? have. We have. Right. So this is going to be one of them. Well, it is. It was good. So, by the way, to the Scopely uh, Live Ops design team that worked on this, kudos. Good job. And by the way, I don't, I don't mean to throw the arc runner under the bus. He, he worked on it, too. All right, they, they worked on this together, but it wasn't like 100% one person's thing. I think this event proves even more, Bubba Joe, that just everybody should be just throwing ideas. Everybody should be working together. There should be multiple sets of eyes on everything because when you had two people approach this, this event turned out beautifully. It really did. All right, so I, I, I really, I just, I kind of come back. That's right. Teamwork makes the dream work, man. I think that, I think that needs to happen. This this was a good event. All right. I think it was good. Anyway, all right. Um heroes versus villains, very nice. I would like to I would like to see more of these style of events. Great job. Great job. Stop it. I see your chat. Shush. It's fine. No, I actually knew that. Stop distracting me. All right, I'm closing your PM. Scopely staff trying to distract me right now. You know, but again, let me just point out, they're listening. Multiples. There's multiples of them listening. Thank you guys so very much. I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you for being a part of our show and our audience and providing the information that you guys do. It's wonderful. All right. Um, so, is that it? What's wrong, dude? Oh, my God. You're on camera. You got to be wearing clothes. Got to wear clothes. You wanted me? Well, you're not wearing clothes, and I'm on the camera. Do you want me to end the show? I'm actually ready to come inside. Are you hungry for dinner? Why are you crying? You want? Tell, 
Because you wanted me. Oh, Bobby. Oh, that's my boy. Why are you crying? Were you taking a nap? Oh, no, I was out here working. He, he took a nap, and then he woke up, and I wasn't there. Oh, buddy. All right. Well, hey, you want to go make some spaghetti? Yeah. All right, Bubba Joe. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go make spaghetti. All right. Uh, no, Peter. He's already had it. Remember, he made me sick. He made me sick. All right. <laughs> He's not all alone in the house. His brothers are home. You want to you tell them a little bit about you hanging out with your brothers? You guys have been playing a lot of games. A lot of Fortnite. As a matter of fact, uh, guys, it's getting a little bit late tonight, so I probably can't do it tonight. But while we've got everybody home, we were going to do a big uh, DJ's Family Among Us night. Do you want to do that one night? Yeah. You want to do it tomorrow? Actually, I can't do it tomorrow. I've got to stream Star Trek tomorrow. I know tomorrow's normally your night, but I had to trade nights. I had to trade nights this time because Grandma and Grandpa are coming on Tuesday. Remember? You know what? Heck with it. Do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna do Stabby Stabby tomorrow night with everybody, the whole family and the community? Do you guys want to do a non-Star Trek night? I'm in favor of that. Let's do, do Stabby Stabby. You want to do Stabby Stabby tomorrow? I remember I can't stream on Tuesday because I got my parents coming. Dragon Keeper says do STFC. God, you're such a ruiner of fun. <laughs> hey, um, Trader, you want to play some Stabby Stab tomorrow night? Bubba Joe, you down for some Stabby Stabby? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm Rip. Oh, Ripper left. Yo, Beck likes plants. You down for some Stabby Stabby? And Landon and Noah can come and play, and Oliver will show him how good at Stabby Stabby he is. You want to do that tomorrow? All right, there you go. That's the, that's the, uh, that's the plan tomorrow. All right, Stabby Stabby. Beck says, I could definitely do some Stabby. Okay. Master Viper says, do Stabby Stabby early and then STFC later. Actually, I can do that. That's what we could do. How about we do that? You want to do STFC first? You don't play STFC. We'll start early. We'll start early. We'll do a little bit of Among Us, and then we'll do Stabby Stabby at the end. Or no, Stabby Stabby first, and then... And then STFC afterwards, later in the night. How's that? Is that cool? Wardon says, can't kill your Sanctus if you're playing Stabby Stabby. <sighs> Bubba Joe, uh, Wardon has only gotten a chance to kill my Sanctus one time. He's only been able to kill it one time. Because he hasn't caught me out. Hasn't caught me out yet. He's only killed it once. Okay. Um, <laughs> Dragon Keeper says, I have work. I can't stay up forever. Sure you can. And yes, you will. All right, guys, I got to go. Uh, that is the show that we've got for you tonight. Thank you guys so very much for being here. Uh, Bubba Joe, any final announcements or anything that we need to, to remind anybody of? Give that boy a cookie. You want cookies? The audience says to give you cookies. Oh, uh, Beck says, I'm picking up my dress tomorrow. Oh, that's great. Where are we with the fun? So uh, we are currently 90% towards finishing floor number three. 90%. We are only $600 away from finishing the fourth floor. And I got word this past weekend 
of our first corporate match. I'll have more information on that for you guys tomorrow night. But I'm very excited about that, and thank you to those who facilitated it. We will add that to our roster tomorrow night. How close are we to the Beck and Ripper duet? You are $1,600 away. $1,600 away from the Beck, uh, from the Beck Ripper duet. Although they've already earned a squirrel song from me and a squirrel duet with Ripper. They've earned that as well. So we got a lot of this. Somebody keeping a list. And somebody kept a list on everything that we, we still have to do for you guys. Somebody needs to go back and double check that and, and, and keep up with it. <laughs> Somebody keep up to that, keep up to that with it. All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much. Let me invite you to visit our website, Talking Trek STFC, TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can go to find our merch. Go get you set up with some new merch for the holiday season. Makes great gifts. Okay, lots of good stuff uh, stuff there. Uh, links over to our YouTube, a link over to our Twitch, and a link to our Gold Patreon club where I'd like to say thank you to a handful of players for supporting our show. Thank you, Lord, Nail uh, Lord Neelix, Lady Cast, Trader, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Law, Mac, Rack, Hammerhead, Regis, J-Berg, Shady Pots, Big Shakes, Lobot, Antonio, Degora, Grisito, Rand, Susie, Hank, Ape, DJ Gurr, MC101, Late Nighter, Label, Chloe P, Zalbinar, Ensign, Kim, Stormbringer, Bayonetta, Grog, Thorn, Archangel, Smoke, Mohawk, Purr, 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 Jet Ski, Papa, Smar uh, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack, Vadim, Scorpionis, Archer, and Hani. Indominus, Casey Jones, DJs, Tales, BFF, Chronic Break, K92, Sir Tail, Warren A. Fox, Judge Crane, G Force, Maminkus, Captain Q, Plain Simple Garrett, Game Junior, Admiral, and Water, Cha Cha, Roar, Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, Wardon, Once More, Whips, Seven of Nine, uh, Jagga, Nemigo, Fultilli, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor, Fermax, Dr. Lake, Clues, Once Consoid, Alexa, Bath, Welch, Fighting Texas, Aggie, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, DJs, Once Forbidden, Tag, The Web, Balabomb, King of 101, Primal Fear, Medic 213, J Babe, Stark Knight, Pixel Late Lost and Buddy, Spectre, Yukai, Nico, Demon Dorsal, Oster 90, McLovin, DJ Screams My Name, Dragon Pirate, Shoopster, Griffin, Mean Bean, Thomas, Everywhere Matters, uh, Mitt Strangler, Matt Scott, Shannara, Evil Dragonfly, and Gradumicata. Thank you for supporting Talking Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am Ultimate DJs, your friendly neighborhood cat person. Say meow for now. Love you, minute. Catch ya on the next one. Bye-bye!